As we will then, we have got a, a, a presentation today from the Commission of Gender Equality called CGE. We will then uh, request Mr. Sakaza first to do the house rules, the roll call, uh, before we, and we know whoever is here, before we, 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 we then start with the presentation. Over to you, Mr. Sakaza. Thank you, Chair, and good morning once more to all the honorable members. Uh, Chair, from the Portfolio Committee, we've got the following members. Uh, we've got Honorable Chairperson Tunjo, Honorable Mdabe, Honorable Nonsele, Honorable Volmarans, Honorable Zuma. We also have Honorable Begram, Honorable Kado, Honorable Yinana, Honorable Mkonto, Honorable Denner. Uh, from, from CGE chair, we, I see we've got Ms. Jamela Robertson. From the Portfolio Committee staff members, we've got myself, Poshia, the committee assistant, Mr. Tebo Homkwena, the researcher, Mr. Ngobo, the committee assistant. Thank you, Chair, for that. Uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Mr. Sakaza. Uh, unfortunately, honorable members, uh, uh, which is something that I, I, I don't like, won't be able to. I'm trying to get a place where I can then be able, you can be able to see my face. If, if I manage to do that, uh, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will do so. Are there any persons from the, from the department? Uh, good morning, Chair. I am in the meeting, Karabo Mahakani. Uh, Mr. Tandoa Baba will join the meeting as um, during the course of the meeting. Thank you very much. Thank you. We will then, uh, having said that, we then hand over to the to the to the CGE to take us through. Uh, their presentation. We will appreciate if they can uh, show us their faces. If then they, they show us their faces, uh, we, 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 we appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I will, I will then hand over to you. Um, thank you. Thank you, Honorable Chair, and good morning, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members and colleagues. Uh, my name is Jamela Robertson. I am the CEO of the Commission for Gender Equality. I joined the commission uh, exactly a year ago uh, in November 2020. Uh, today, <coughs> excuse me, uh, unfortunately, our commissioners are on field work conducting hearings. Uh, the chairperson uh, wished to join me uh, today but she wasn't feeling well. She's been traveling a lot, so she came back uh, not feeling well yesterday. Uh, but she said if she feels better, she, she will join the meeting. So, uh, so far, it's only myself and also our chief investigating officer who was supposed to be presenting today, Dr. Dennis Matotok, I had a family emergency. So uh, <clears throat> uh, here I am, I will try and present to Honorable Chair and members 
uh, as best as I can on this presentation. Now, if I can take a few seconds to project Honorable Chair. May I check if the presentation is visible? Yes, yes it is. Thank you. Um, overall, uh, Honorable Chair and Members, we, we have submitted three presentations covering four reports. Uh, it's basically uh, a report and its progress uh, from, I think, 2018-19 to date, um, the reports are on uh, our transformation investigations in tertiary institutions. Uh, Honorable Chair, if I may be allowed to switch off the video to save on bandwidth. Yes, ma'am. Um, thank you. Yes, I was saying uh, the, the two categories of reports, <coughs> excuse me, um, uh, concerns our investigation in, uh, in tertiary institutions, as well as uh, the investigations in the public and private sector. The first presentation that I'm projecting, Honorable Chair and Members, is the investigation we did in 2018-19 uh, uh, on gender transformation in tertiary institutions. Um, I'm trying to move the slides. My gadget is not responding. Please bear with me. I'm not sure what's happening. Okay. Can I just try and uh, check with the uh, with Mr. Sakaza if he 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 can assist in terms of my understanding is that he may also be the host so that he assists yes. you with the with the uh, Mr. Sakaza is it possible? <laughs> so yes, I have I have made your co-host. Yes, yes, it just moved. Um, it just moved. Uh, Yes, so the, this is just the overview of the whole presentation. And the presentation is really very long, but uh, most of the slides, not most, some of the slides are your introductory uh, uh, remarks like our mandate and so forth and the legislative environment uh, relating to our investigations in um, uh, transformation in higher institutions. So I will try to be uh, brief on some of these investigate uh, these introductory slides, including this one where we're just introducing our mandate uh, as 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 um, uh, outlined in the constitution where we are mandated to monitor, evaluate uh, policies and practices of state and pretty much all uh, entities in South Africa, private and, and public. Um, we are guided in our investigations in tertiary institutions by various regulations and conventions that South Africa is signatory to. 
And because the following few slides are about the legislative framework that we operate under, I will just mention the frameworks in brief and pass. Uh, the emphasis, I suppose, as we look at the legal framework is that as South Africa, uh, domestically and also regionally and internationally, we do have some really um, good uh, legislative environment that we adhere to. Actually, in every sector, there will be some law or some international declaration, sorry, uh, 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 yes, declarations that we have uh, signed that we need to adhere to. Uh, but just to emphasize that what appears to be the case as we do this investigation is, is that much as we have a very liberal legislative environment, uh, we, we really are not doing well in terms of uh, implementing those uh, uh, legislation, especially conventions like your Beijing platform, mainly uh, uh, regional and international instruments that seek uh, to promote uh, gender equality. Overall, uh, uh, progress is very gradual. And as the CGE, we feel that as a country, we could do better if we paid more attention to these legal frameworks, and also perhaps do take into cognizance that if we don't perform as we have committed to, um, uh, that basically uh, takes us to a, a point where we would say we are breaking our own laws and we are breaking uh, our own promises or commitments that we made within the international community. So for me, when we talk about legislation, we, and I think uh, honorable chair and members, most, or I would say, all of us <laughs> understand uh, these legislations, but we have a big task in terms of operas operationalizing them. Having said that, uh, honorable members, uh, I will get to the hearings that the CGE conducted in 2018-19 with tertiary institutions. Um, So yes, and the universities that were, um, bear with me, Honorable Chair, uh, the, my chairperson is calling, I think she's trying to join the meeting. I will just tell her that I, I am currently presenting. Chair, I'm presenting. You can't join, it's fine, it's fine, sorry. Okay. Um, sorry, my honorable members, um, the phone is silent, but it was bothering me and she, she's trying to join. I really apologize uh, for taking the call like this. Um, uh, so we, we, we looked at four universities, which were the University of Zululand, uh, Nelson Mandela University, Solplaki, Pumalanga University, and we also interacted with the Department of Higher Education and Training. And with the department, what we usually do is after investigating all uh, the, the sample of higher institutions that we would have uh, selected, we go to the uh, department, also check their environment in terms of the, the tools they have in place. 
for for promoting uh, gender equality in tertiary institutions. But the second part of that, we report our findings from uh, the tertiary institutions in terms of uh, uh, their performance uh, in the sector. So the the department really, we, we, we engage them at those two levels. Um, the, 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 some of the um, situations that uh, uh, pushed us to um, conduct these investigations is that as we were doing work across sectors, but also in higher education, we realized that there wasn't a, a, a good understanding of gender, dy- gender dynamics in, in the workplace. Uh, and also, there were the, there is, as I had said, implementation is a bit too gradual for what it could be, uh, and and those were some of the things that prompted us to look at these particular higher education institutions. Honourable members may sometimes uh, perhaps wonder why or how we choose uh, these institutions. Sometimes there would be complaints. Uh, from higher education institutions, complaints that come to us as the CGE because we have a system of walk-ins where individuals can come and report cases of gender discrimination, which can include uh, gender-based violence, uh, including sexual harassment and so forth. So while an individual or individuals can come in and report a case, we take these cases because we know they are a microcosm of a bigger problem in the country. So as we follow up three or four or five institutions, we know that there are areas of common concern uh, uh, as we operate within the same patriarchal system that has shaped our mindset. So one case basically can represent a total problem in the country. So that's one of the reasons uh, that that's uh, how we sometimes uh, 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 choose uh, these tertiary institutions. uh, sometimes it, it's, it, it might be something that has blown up in the media uh, that has caught uh, 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 national attention, uh, warranting us to, to look into an institution. And this apply in, uh, to all different sectors. So that is basically a, a little background on why we choose these institutions. Um, as as um, mentioned before, um, the, the symptomatic uh, 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 situation where you find low levels of compliance with labor legislations, uh, including the Employment Equity Act and basic conditions of employment. These are some of the things that make us, uh, 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 that directs our investigations because we know we have so much legislation that is being uh, transgressed for a lack of a better word. I have spoken a little bit uh, about these honorable members regarding uh, some of the situations that uh, prompt us to, 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 uh, to conduct uh, these investigations. Uh, and some of the issues may uh, that I perhaps didn't mention, it's the lack of transformation when it comes to LGBTI communities and persons 
uh, with d- disabilities, not forgetting the second pandemic, which is one of the areas that we're getting a lot of reports uh, of late uh, around issues of gender-based violence uh, uh, in, in, in tertiary institutions. And honorable members will all attest to that, uh, given the matters that we have been uh, observing uh, lately. Um, one of the objectives of the uh, of the hearings, of course, is to assess the the impact of our employment equity legislations, as has been listed in the previous slides, including the basic conditions or conditions of employment, uh, the Employment Equity Act, and so forth. So, this legislation really, um, we if we can see how much it impacts on transformation in a way that shows that we are making progress. Uh, That's what we are interested in as the Commission for Gender Equality. Um, We also want to probe uh, uh, the the internal policies, systems and programs within these institutions, because we know that for them to be able to to implement the national legislations, they, they need to have arrangements internally to be able to to respond uh, uh, accordingly. Also, the hearings are used as a platform to bring light uh, uh, the the discriminations and risks experienced by uh, specifically women, uh, persons with disabilities, and and the LGBTI communities, basically uh, historically um, uh, disadvantaged people. Uh, We're looking out, obviously, for that as an institution that is uh, constituted to support uh, democracy. So coming into the universities that we investigated, um, the University uh, of Zululand, uh, just uh, some brief um, findings and recommendations that were provided to the university during these investigative hearings. Uh, we found that the university did not have mechanisms to drive uh, gender transformation, especially at the top two excellence uh, of, of, of staff prior to the appointment of transformation uh, manager. So they eventually did, but you still had that situation where uh, the picture uh, still reflected a convention where, you know, that predictable situation where right at the top is white males followed by white females, Indian males, all the way uh, to the bottom where you find black women. So this this is the picture that I personally will say it still reflect uh, uh, the, the, the picture of apartheid. Uh, and we know this is not something that you can do away with overnight, uh, but 25, 27, over a quarter of a century later, we expect to see some, some satisfactory movement uh, justifying the duration that we have been implementing the, the legislations that we have. We recommended to the university that uh, they should appoint a sign language pra- practitioner to assist uh, students with uh, hearing impairments. Uh, with interpretation during lectures. Uh, As you can imagine, honorable members, if you have this disability and you're attending a a university, you're sitting in a lecture hall 
you see lip movement, but you can't tell what's happening. And we know the system of accommodating people with various uh, uh, impairments. We, we, we also have legislation in that regard, honorable members. But again, uh, it's something that we still need to strengthen in terms of our oversight role as the committee and us uh, in terms of monitoring and reporting what is happening as a watchdog institution, if you like, uh, if I can put it that way. We we also um, recommended that university should urgently uh, adopt uh, the following policies. Uh, Actually, we say adopt, but basically it was also reviewing uh, because sometimes in institution, in my experience, we may have gender policies, gender-based violence policies, sexual harassment policies, but these policies sometimes, much as they are labeled as such, they tend to be gender blind or gender neutral. They don't address the, the realities of gender inequality uh, in the country. So these, we, re- we have recommended that they look at these policies and make uh, those improvements. And when we do these honorable members, we don't only make recommendations, we also offer assistance to do that with some tertiary institutions and other institutions in other sectors. We have actually, our legal team has actually uh, went, conducted workshops, sit with uh, people and and, and facilitate the development of these policies uh, because we do recognize that um, much as gender equality is, 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 is one of our key priorities in terms of national uh, uh, goals, uh, but the reality is that in our mindset, we still really don't understand the gender dynamics. So we have that patience to educate people in that regard and, and also help them to actually um, uh, to, to actually uh, uh, implement some of our recommendations, particularly uh, the, when it comes to issues of disaggregated data on persons with disability. Also between women and men, people of different races, uh, this is a general pro- pro- uh, problem across the public and private sector, including uh, tertiary institutions. That when you now want to look at how you know how what is the composition, whether of staff, students, or any other uh, systems that they have in place, when it comes to uh, data disaggregations, with disaggregation, we still have uh, quite some work to do uh, in terms of trying to get to that so that we can be able to to measure when a a university or says we have these numbers of beneficiaries in this transformation program. If you say we have 500 beneficiaries, so who are those beneficiaries? Data disaggregation tells us that that we have so many women, we have so many men, we have so uh, many people, black, white, colored, Indian, and so forth. So this is still a bit of a struggle. However, uh, coming to the Nelson Mandela universities, uh, we observed that there was uh, some some progress in respect of gender representation uh, in academic staff. Uh, since 2005, where they had uh, 41% of women in their staff to 51% uh, when we conducted 
this 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 uh, investigative hearings, and as we indicate, uh, this was in favor of women. But I I I usually caution, being having been in this sector for quite some time, I usually caution that these numbers sometimes may be deceiving. Because when we say 41% to 51% in favor of women, uh, what we need to look at is under what categories of staff. Because the the usual is that we can have 80% of women in an institution, and that 80% is at cleaning the floors, basically, while when you go up then the, the historical uh, picture begins to emerge when you go up into uh, senior management or decision-making levels. So I just thought I, I, I need to uh, uh, highlight that because that is what we, we are interested in. But I think in the actual report, uh, honorable members, the breakdowns uh, may be there. I familiarized myself with the reports uh, but I cannot say I I I I I um I can speak to as the investigators would in terms of the breakdown of information. And having said that, honourable members, I also it reminds me that I must request uh, honourable honourable members uh, chair to indulge me when there are questions that I may not have sufficient information on to be allowed to note those questions for, 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 for written responses by our legal department at a later stage that the, 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 the honorable members may give us a timeline for that. Um, we also observed at the Nelson Mandela University um, that it falls short in respect of uh, gender parity of staff members in the faculties of science, engineering, and law, which is not a surprise. Historically, this is a male-dominated uh, uh, industry. Um, and, and in respect of this professionally qualified band, it may be raised as a red flag that more women should be um, uh, uh, recruited into this band. And uh, given the assumption that it is the band which feeds uh, senior management and top management. And that's, that, that's what we talk about when we talk about gender equity. Uh, usually you will find institution telling us, we can't find women here. We can't find persons with disabilities here. We can't find black people here and so forth. But the duty of this country, uh, our constitution, we are in the business of implementing the constitution. We keep trying to, 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 to say this to institutions. So the, it's upon you to create systems to bring those who have been left behind historically to bring forth. That's why we had affirmative action, the BBB, uh, EEE uh, 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 policies and so forth. It's intended to, fill, to, to, to level the playing field that those who have been left behind historically are able to, to catch up, if, if you like, for a lack of a, a better word. Um, um, as indicated, persons with disabilities were not very well represented. Uh, as out of 2,451, you had about 36 employees with disabilities, uh, with females uh, being the lowest represented, uh, which is not surprising. Again, it's that picture that we know. Um, 
And so that, that was one of the situations that we observed. Um, and we recognized that the university had recently absorbed in excess of 900 uh, previously outsourced workers, uh, which have skewed the statistics. I mean, absorbing uh, outsourced workers is one of the good ways of, of making progress. But yes, it does skew statistics, but it just tells us that, that we, have, we need to continue implementing equity measures so that uh, the statistics uh, begin uh, to balance when it comes to transformation uh, in these institutions. Um, still on the Nelson Mandela uh, University, we commended the university uh, on its integrated uh, policy framework, which incorporates gender transformation into the objectives. Uh, we noted, it, not, it noted that uh, despite them holding an extensive policy framework, there was a concern that there is inadequate flexi time policy and child care facilities. And this again, are some of those um, equity measures that we need to recognize that uh, when it comes to women, uh, the, the, the patriarchal system has put the burden of care on women. So we need to accommodate that so that women can be able to compete competitively and uh, not be at disadvantage by having the burden of care that gets in the way of them participating effectively in the economy or in academia. We also found that um, the policies were not uh, uh, reviewed biannually. Uh, usually policies will say how, how long, what duration uh, it will take before they are reviewed, but uh, the policies were not reviewed as had been committed uh, 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 in this uh, uh, university. And obviously we, we did encourage them to try and, and make sure that their policies are reviewed because uh, things change uh, in this environment, especially around gender-based violence and sexual harassment and uh, in, in institutions of higher learning. Uh, we get more and more reports from there. So it is uh, crucial that policies are reviewed to respond to situations um, uh, 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 in these institutions, including again uh, prioritizing security updates, uh, because uh, the the environment uh, cannot be allowed to be what we think it's becoming now, where tertiary institutions have become centers of some really gross violations of human rights uh, through gender-based violence and femicide. Uh, we shouldn't have that kind of situation in this country. Um, Solplaiki University um, findings and recommendations. We found that women were underrepresented at the top and senior management positions uh, with only one woman uh, in top management and none in senior management. Uh, so this was the classic uh, uh, example of none, no progress uh, or undesirable progress, if you like, in terms of uh, uh, gender uh, transformation. Um, so if you have a, a male domination of positions at 90%, uh, uh, it, it, it becomes a bit uh, uh, worrisome. Um, so and the same percentages, the same picture was observed with the, uh, the student representative councils. 
um, we recommended that they need to increase and empower women, obviously, because here, the, 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 you know, the findings were very alarming, uh, if you like. Um, we, we did elaborate that as uh, uh, um Sorry, the commission elaborated that as opposed to universities carrying historical disadvantages, they need to, to better position uh, themselves to start by moving away from culture and patriarchy. Um, uh, uh, apart from appointing two women in the executive team as a head of school and equivalent on a dean uh, at other universities. So this university undertook to, to, to actually uh, increase women representation uh, in management uh, to three women uh, in February 2019. So as, as, as honorable chair and members can see, uh, when we talk about gradual progress, that, that is a, a classic example. We also found that um, the university was not uh, offering uh, subjects to um, uh, deaf and visually impaired students. Um, and, and this is, uh, which is unfairly discriminating uh, against uh, uh, these uh, communities, um, which again, it's that contravention of the law uh, uh, directly, if you like. And I think uh, my observation, uh, not necessarily perhaps in the Commission for Gender Equality has been that as we implement the gender equality agenda in South Africa, Many of us who hold the power to effect change don't understand what it is, what's the problem uh, people will ask. We are fine, things have always worked well like this. And that obviously demonstrate what I uh, indicated in the beginning uh, that uh, 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 gender dynamics are not very well understood uh, in our country. So for me, uh, training, 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 awareness raising becomes very critical uh, in this, in, in all sectors, actually one can say. We recommended that uh, the, the, the also the university must uh, complete the, the, the ring fencing and improve the entire campus and residence in terms of um, security. Uh, so Plaiki continued, we found that uh, the university does, does not have policies on gender, HIV, AIDS, succession planning, career pathing, staff retention, all those human resource uh, 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 kind of policies that seek to, 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 uh, to bring people who have been left behind uh, historically forward to benefit in this democracy as everyone else. And this kind of situation, of course, does not only transgress our own domestic laws, it also transgress uh, regional and international laws that we are signatory to. Um, we also observed that there was no sexual harassment policy applicable to the students. Uh, and we recommended that they develop a sexual harassment policy for students um, uh, because it, Again, this is another area where, as Honorable uh, Chair and Honorable Members may have observed in some of the latest cases in the country, where things get complicated 
uh, when it comes to definitions of what exactly is sexual harassment or what is rape, uh, what are the preconditions to say this was rape. So if, if a university or any institution does not have a policy that is clear, what is not acceptable around these problematic areas, uh, the, the, the situation just uh, fuel itself uh, 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 without any uh, uh, prevention being implemented in the institution. Um, we also found that there were no programs in place to support victims of uh, gender-based violence and, and, and discourage the possible withdrawal of cases. Uh, and we recommended that they need to have uh, 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 these policies developed, especially currently with the, the scourge of gender-based violence. Uh, bear with me, Honorable Chair. I keep sipping water and go silent, so don't be alarmed. Um, the University of Umalanga, we observed that uh, they had appointed an executive director who forms part of management uh, a gender transform and a gender, as a gender transformation manager. The commission we recommended that a senior manager be appointed for implementing the employment equity plan to ensure that the, the institution is transformed against a culture, a culture of patriarchy, which is a, a, a common feature across uh, institutions. And one obviously can emphasize that not only of higher education, but uh, all institutions in general. It's a system that has been there uh, for as long as we have existed. So it, it's something that we gradually um, have to uh, dismantle, if you like, in terms of how it disadvantages certain groups of people in, in, in our society. Uh, it should implement a new generation of academics programs uh, to recruit females because again, in Pumalanga, it's like you see that effort uh, uh, being made in this regard. Um, we, we also recommended that they must institute strict measure, measures such as, such as dialogues, workshop campaigns uh, to sensitize uh, the university community on policies such as sexual harassment, the disciplinary code of staff and, and student, and they must also uh, develop uh, the policies as listed there, because the, and, and in developing these policies, obviously uh, they need uh, uh, to, to, to mainstream gender, so to speak, uh, in these policies so that they are gender responsive, they are gender sensitive. It's not just a policy for the sake of having the policy. Then coming to the last uh, institution, which was the department itself, um, we, we felt that international uh, standards need to be maintained in education, and therefore the department must lead in the conversation of foreign influx in academia. That is, it must initiate a dialogue on, on the African diaspora. We do, uh, uh, we are familiar with the issues of uh, uh, foreign citizens in South Africa and the institutions of higher education uh, are part of that problem. And the department obviously need to lead in terms of how to manage or to contain 
that kind of problem. Also to train its cohort in respect of disabilities and to retain women for, for higher uh, positions. Um, we, we indicated that they must have a policy addressing gender equality and equity in higher education. And I think uh, since uh, this investigation, so much has happened. We were presenting to the Portfolio Committee of Higher Education a week or so ago, and the department was also there to, to present. And it was apparent that a lot of the uh, commission's recommendations were implemented, which is highlighted in our uh, progress report, uh, uh, the follow-up hearings uh, that were submitted, honorable members. Uh, it, it shows that the department, much as uh, the institutions are not progressing very well, but the department has responded uh, relatively well in our recommendations, including recommendation that came out of uh, the ERAP report the six months uh, emergency response plan that was instituted in 2018 by the president. Uh, although uh, the government didn't perform well in, this, uh, in our findings, but the Department of Education formed part of the 17% of targets that were achieved uh, 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 in, this, in that investigation. Um, so um, the inclusion of Africans and colored persons in, in higher academic levels still needs to be uh, uh, improved, but the department again has uh, put measures in place uh, in, the, in this regard. Um, what we have recommended, uh, which is something that is lacking generally in many institutions, is to have clear targets uh, with regard to persons with disabilities. And, and, and these targets also obviously would need to inform, uh, we would be obvious when you look at uh, the disaggregation of data. So we will be able to, to measure whether there is progress or, or, or not uh, in this area. Um, there is also a need to review uh, 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 internal units against over the oversight body, the department in line with the transformation uh, processes since there are some challenges to these units. And, and perhaps to, to, to just uh, substantiate that generally you find that uh, transformation units or gender focal points in departments as this area itself is, you can say it represents marginalized people, but the area of work itself is marginalized because although the national policy framework dictates what kind of uh, occupational levels, uh, gender focal points, for instance, should be put in so that they are able to influence decisions. When you do real-time studies, you find that uh, there the are things that are called gender desks at very, very uh, low uh, occupational levels where uh, the people can't even uh, make decisions. Uh, turning these uh, gender desks, as they are called, into some kind of events coordination points during Women's Month or 16 days of uh, activism. So you find that there's no substantive gender issues being addressed uh, in some of these institutions, not all, but in this particular, uh, with the Department of Health, we were, uh, uh, um, you know, highlighting this, that they need to look into this 
with a, a bit of scrutiny. And we do know now that uh, there are some uh, departments under some institution under the department that has made some progress uh, in that regard. Uh, and also the issues of gender-based violence, the, the department um, has moved in terms of creating systems for pre prevention and, and interventions. Um, the interventions that we, we, we have made so far include compelling universities to conduct sexual harassment campaigns. And as indicated earlier, some of them we have actually, our legal department and public education department have actually gone in where there was no capacity to conduct their own uh, uh, workshops with regard to gender equality, gender-based violence, sexual harassment, and so forth. Um, we have um, uh, uh, actually one of the example in, I think it was UNIVEN, where a sexual harassment lecture was conducted. Uh, but these are some of the things that we recommend to the institution that where you don't have capacity, you can invite people from any in, uh, entity that is, is versed with issues of uh, gender equality to come and and give some lectures regularly because this is not a once-off intervention. Uh, gender equality is something that we need to keep educating about for as long as we can. And I don't see it ending because we've been doing this for hundreds of years. Um, RSCs and management need to create a safe reporting space for, for, for students, a conducive environment to come out if you have experienced uh, any any form of gender-based violence or sexual harassment. Um, we also recommended the refresher uh, sessions on sexual harassment and, and, and grievance policies be conducted within with staff members and 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 so the grievance policy also need to outline how you go about if you find yourself in this kind of situation. Uh, we also said they must build strong relations with SAPs uh, to, to address gender-based violence. And this is very crucial uh, because at least this part partnership will bring some kind of confidence uh, amongst those who become uh, victims or, or even perpetrators. Uh, because uh, on one hand, you don't want just to address the victim. You need to address both the victim and the perpetrators. So programs need to be in place, really. Instead of letting perpetrators go scot-free after violations of right, uh, we, we, we will recommend that uh, these partnerships must happen to strengthen our, our programs. And uh, obviously, um, we have recommended various uh, uh, policies to be developed uh, in relation to um, promote, you know, getting women into senior and top management uh, in the in the university. Um, uh, in some of the universities that we observed, they had introduced the CCTV footage that was in terms of security issues. Um, the, 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 some of them, uh, the sexual harassment policies were extended to even protect uh, contractors uh, who come uh, into, into the campus, not only protect, but also inform them. Uh, so both the perpetrators and the likely 
uh, victims of these issues to also be affected. So as soon as you walk into an institution, you are bound by its policies, including even uh, whistleblower uh, policies where uh, whistleblowers need to be protected. So in conclusion, honorable members on this presentation, we observe that the Department of Higher Education uh, released a policy framework to address gender-based violence in institutions of higher learning. And this is now on the follow-up, uh, uh, as I was indicating uh, previously, um, that they presented to the Portfolio Committee on Higher Education. They had uh, implemented the recommendations of uh, the CGE that were made in the initial study. Um, Although the, the, the policy framework was aimed at combating uh, gender-based violence and other challenging patriarchal practices in South Africa, it also served as a guide to address all forms of uh, GBV uh, in the post-school education and training system. So uh, the policy you know, aims to be all-encompassing, uh, so to speak. Um, in a few institutions of higher learning have improved on recruitment of female candidates, as has been indicated. We only had, I think, the Nelson Mandela and Sol Plaiki that were still really um, not progressing in a way that was interesting, but the other two showed some really good levels uh, of progress in terms of uh, the recommendations that were made to them. And uh, uh, um, we have, the, some have improved uh, in terms of recruiting females and persons with disabilities, but some still have need, I would call it, they need some hand holding to actually uh, uh, implement the recommendation. And, and one can say perhaps you do have that unwillingness because people perceive gender transformation as an extra uh, area of work that is adding to their job description. And what we are trying to inculcate is that, uh, you know, mainstreaming gender means working smarter because now you, you're bringing the whole human capital of the country into the fore to participate in the economy equally. Whereas when we discriminate on the basis of gender, race, and so forth, we're locking away the majority of the human capital that we have, which has a, detriment, a detrimental effect to our economy because we're limiting production in this area. So these issues are not simply uh, promoting gender equality for the sake of it, but they have big implication implications in terms of how we thrive as a country. Uh, I, I thank you, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. Hey, thank you, uh, thank you, ma'am. Uh, honorable Members, I I think that is, I, I just want to, to Maybe to suggest a a process that uh, we 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 get the next presentation, so that we 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 when we ask questions of clarity, we work, we will ask questions of clarity from all 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 the presentations that have been made. Would that be fine? Because my understanding is that this was about tertiary. And there is another presentation on private and public. Am I correct, Ms. Jamil? Ms. Jamil? Yes, ma'am. 
Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, members, will it be fine that we get the next presentation and then ask the whole uh, questions of clarity from the whole uh, package of presentations? Can I get that indication if members are okay with that approach? Yes, Chair. Yes, Chair. Uh, thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Um, um, I'm trying to, I'm just projecting it. Ay, ay, ay. There we go. Oh, sorry. Uh, Honorable Chair, please bear with me. I will. Ah. May I check if it's projecting? Yes, it is, ma'am. Thank you. Um, the next presentation, um, it's on... Um, gender transformation in the public and private sector that was conducted in the financial year 2019-20. Um, the, 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 the presentation takes pretty much a similar approach as the previous presentation. Um, starting with our mandate as um, as uh, uh, articulated or outlined previously. So Honorable Chair, I'll also skip uh, these slides uh, quickly uh, as it's the same information around our mandate. Uh, also the legal frameworks that informs uh, these uh, uh, um, investigations in the public and private sector. Uh, including CEDO with its articles, where the, of course, um, discrimination of women uh, is one of the key areas that the CEDO address in terms of how not to, discrim uh, to discriminate against women, uh, because that focuses uh, mainly on gender, though it does affect other uh, grounds of discrimination. So these are just some of the articles in the in the convention. Uh, the, the, the oldest uh, universal declaration of human rights informs that our sustainable de development goals, uh, the Vienna um, Declaration of 1993, uh, Beijing uh, as one of the um, uh, 
the, the, one of the strongest in terms of directives of how we can promote uh, gender equality. Uh, the addendum to the 1997 Declaration on Gender and Development. This is the, one of our SADAC instruments. Um, and locally uh, or domestically, obviously, as I said, we have uh, our constitution as the supreme law, and it does uh, highlight in detail on the rights uh, that cannot uh, be derogated uh, as we try and, and, and implement the transformation agenda of the country. Uh, coming to, to, to the hearings in the public and private sector that were conducted in Johannesburg um, in 2019, um, to, uh, four entities were subpoenaed to appear before the commission uh, and account on uh, their compliance. Again, is the similar legislation, your Employment Equity Act, your basic conditions of employment, your Labor Relations Act, and so forth. Um, and uh, the institutions that we, we called uh, to account were the Vodacom, uh, Woolworths, uh, the COCTA, uh, and the Department of Justice. So there were two public institutions and, um, and, and, and two private institutions. And in terms of the methodology, suffice to say, we send a questionnaire and requesting, we're asking questions as well as requesting information. Uh, uh, and we do a qualitative and quantitative uh, studies uh, or investigations in a sense that once we have sent the questionnaire requesting information, asking questions, when they submit the documents, uh, the legal team sit and scrutinize those documents to see if what is being reported actually uh, is happening. So for instance, if an institution say, we have 40% women in, 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 a, in, in our um, a, a decision-making structures, we do request uh, the kind of information, including payroll in some instances, that will show us uh, that what is being uh, reported actually is uh, 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 the reality. And again, uh, as with higher uh, education institutions, uh, as I have mentioned, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members, uh, you do get that uh, uh, um, a lack of understanding, if you want, in terms of uh, gender dynamics and also the slow pace of transformations. Uh, Again, uh, uh, it's the same kind of picture where women, persons with disabilities, and also uh, LGBTI communities are underrepresented in top or senior management and middle management, uh, for that matter, in this case, uh, in, in some of these entities. But we will get into the individual cases, uh, sorry, entities, as we continue uh, in, the, in, the, in the presentation. One of uh, the, 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 the concerning issues is the underreporting of sexual harassment cases, uh, 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 which, which, which basically, if the environment is not uh, conducive, uh, you will have this kind of situation because either victims fear to be re-victimized, re as we have seen 
in some cases, when you you report this, you become the bad guy instead of uh, the perpetrators. And in some institution, you find that uh, victims are isolated while perpetrators enjoy their basic human rights and are free to roam around uh, simply because systems are not adequate to address those kinds of situations. And mention uh, just again to emphasize that in all this, as it happens, we are actually breaking our own laws that we we put in place uh, after 1994. So in terms of the hearings, we decided to place special focus in the private and public sector uh, because, again, for the same reasons that uh, transformation was just too gradual uh, uh, for, for, for what we believe should have happened about 27 years later into democracy. And uh, this look we involved looking at their sexual harassment cases that were lodged with the commission. Um, the, again, the slow transformation around LGBTI uh, communities, uh, the placement of women with disabilities, and buildings that are not conducive or accommodative. We do know that uh, the DPSA has a, a very extensive uh, a, a strategy uh, for the country that outlines how a reasonable accommodation should be implemented. But we are again uh, seeing um, some kind of a a slowness in that system. And obviously uh, all different kinds of reasons are being cited uh, in that regard. So our our key objective uh, in this hearing was again to assess that impact Uh, if our laws are having any impact in any way that can be uh, uh, observed through our public and private institutions. Uh, Again, to also look at the kind of policies and systems programs that they have internally to operationalize these laws. And also um, to to raise awareness basically around uh, uh, gender discriminations and the risks experienced by women and and all other uh, historically marginalized uh, people. Um, Starting with uh, uh, Vodacom, uh, we, we found that white males uh, still dominated at top and senior management positions, um, there were, which means obviously that there was an underrepresentation of women uh, generally in managerial positions. Um, the entity created an enabling environment for the needs and challenges of women and persons uh, uh, with disabilities. So there were some uh, interventions that were were put in place uh, uh, in this regard to create an enabling environment. Um, We found that more men were promoted than women um, uh, uh, in various occupational levels since uh, 2017. Um, uh, the adoption of a flexi working hours and establishment of medical units for women 
employees uh, is what they 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 regard and we also observe was best practice uh, in terms of Vodacom. Um, the, the gender mainstreaming is prioritized through the adoption of gender-related policies and practices such as uh, code like a girl, uh, interventions uh, of uh, gender neutral bathrooms, including various trainings. Uh, however, it was found that the, some of the policies are not um, actually are gender neutral. Uh, uh, my, my apologies uh, with that. It should be they are gender neutral. And this is common because here is where people struggle when it comes to mainstreaming gender. Uh, sometimes just putting gender in a document for some people, they feel it's sufficient. And people who are specialists in this area, this is where we encourage them to get uh, these people to assist in terms of uh, actually um, developing gender responsive uh, uh, policies. There was also a disproportionate investment in women, uh, for example, in programs it offers in, in conjunction with the Gordon Institute of Business Science, the Gibbs program. Um, but it is important that once the pool for talent is created, measures should be adopted to ensure that there is upward mobility for women. So basically, while we point out some weaknesses Vodacom also showed uh, some kind of uh, progress in, in some areas of their workplace uh, environment. We recommended that they should increase the uh, representation of women. Uh, uh, engagement should be conducted between the CGE and, and Vodacom on uh, sexual harassment by March 2020. And uh, the progress in this regard obviously will show that uh, some of these things have happened. They should also assess organizational culture and how it affects women and accordingly uh, develop a, a culture change strategy. Uh, most of us in our institution have that task of trying and, um, and, and, and address uh, the issues of patriarchy. Uh, which which manifest in uh, through our cultural uh, practices uh, and other beliefs. Um, in terms of progress, the Vodacom uh, uh, submitted that the information and technology sector in both uh, emerging and first world countries is dominated by male uh, that we all know, more especially engineering and technology side of business. However, the entity was making a serious strides to address this imbalance uh, by introducing several pioneering programs to ensure that women emerge as leaders. Uh, they, they also considered that the representation of women remain a challenge uh, for its business and the broader telecom sector as usual. And in South Africa, women uh, accounted at that stage for 40, uh, about 43% of the workforce uh, with 34% at senior management level against the target of 36, which, which is not uh, 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 too bad uh, given uh, the, the circumstances of slow progress. Uh, within which we, we operate currently. Uh, Vodacom also submitted that top in top management, there has been an improvement in the presentation of African people. The entity uh, 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 commits to fully exploit the employment equity drivers 
uh, appointments, promotions, and so forth uh, to facilitate progress. And one can also actually uh, uh, maybe uh, outside this investigation in other follow-up hearings, uh, we have found that uh, Vodacom was one of the private entities that was uh, the most responsive to the recommendations of, of the CGE. Um, the Harvard Senior Executive Program and Women in Leadership. So these are just some of the programs that they have put in place in response to uh, uh, um, uh, our recommendations. Uh, in terms of engagements with on the sexual harassment, uh, the, the said uh, engagement did not happen due to COVID-19. This is one of the hearings that we had to postpone at that stage. Uh, because of the lockdown level. However, we were satisfied uh, that uh, the the video clips that were used uh, by Vodacom on sexual harassment uh, was uh, comprehensive in terms of addressing uh, some of the issues that we had raised. Basically what this is, when a hearing couldn't happen, we don't leave it there. We, we use other modes of getting information. And we found that they have uh, instituted these uh, awareness raising videos and so forth in the, in the company uh, for, for, for staff uh, uh, to observe you know, throughout the day. We know all those kind of television screens that are playing uh, uh, in, in some offices. Um, organizational culture. Uh, they, they, they did, of course, concede to the fact that they need to shift uh, some ideologies in the company. Uh, in 2020, they, they launched the spirit of Vodacom uh, and articulated the connection between its purpose, strategy and spirit. So this was another uh, a, a, a launch that they made called the Big Convention uh, uh, that was attended by 259 employees across the market. Um, The the survey um, will occur in six months. That was a report that they provided uh, in terms of following up uh, after the, sorry, the the big conversation uh, that they had initiated. So uh, as I indicated, uh, they they actually responded uh, very well in terms of progress in this regard. Uh, in terms of HR policy, uh, they updated their policy to, intl- to include gender neutral language. And some of this uh, uh, pertains to situations where literature or written documents personifies human beings as a he. So everyone is a he. It might sound like it's a, a harmless situation, but believe you me, that's why we are here today because that's where the sense of inferiority and and superiority come from when certain uh, situations in life are personified as typically male or typically white or typically anything that has privilege, that we have assigned privilege becomes a representative for all human beings. So these semantics are, are in themselves uh, very important when it comes to our language. Um, some of the uh, improvements that have, they have made included flexible working arrangement, maternity benefits, 
parental leave, um, they, uh, they offer all uh, their employees 16 weeks of fully paid parental leave, uh, which is uh, 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 quite a, um, a leap uh, from what we observe in other institutions. Um, coming to Woolworths, uh, in Woolworths, uh, the positions were occupied predominantly by, by white males. Um, uh, obviously, meaning women are underrepresented in this uh, in this company. Uh, women are overrepresented in middle management downwards, which is what I had indicated earlier about scrutinizing uh, statistics. 50-50 doesn't always mean the 50-50 that the country has in mind when it says 50-50. Uh, We're talking about uh, access to, economy, uh, to opportunities and resources, uh, so to speak, not to have a 50-50 where the other 50 is mopping floors and the other 50 is sitting in decision-making uh, 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 positions. Uh, we found that sexual harassment cases um, were finalized expeditiously um, uh, with maximum uh, sanctions imposed, which for us was, uh, was a plus. It's good to, to go into an institution and observe some of this. As honorable chair and honorable members may perhaps already see, um, the generally, uh, 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 you find that institutions, there are areas where they're not doing very well at all. And there are institutions and there are areas maybe where they, they may expect, they, they may excel uh, as in Woolworths in this regard when it comes to uh, sexual harassment. Although they don't have uh, breastfeeding rooms or where well, they don't accommodate um, uh, uh, mothers, uh, uh, so to speak, uh, but this is also common in many other institutions. Suffice to say, these are some of the areas that we're pushing for for transformation to help uh, to 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 happen. Uh, they have uh, developed a, a new blueprint for new stores to include facilities uh, for persons with disabilities. So this is uh, some of the findings that we we, we saw when we followed up. Um, they also introduced a gender-based violence task team to assist with social trauma um, uh, uh, that employees deal with, obviously, after the effect of violation. Um, uh, the maternity and uniform policy unfairly discriminates against LGBTQI uh, persons. We know that uh, often in different institutions, uniforms uh, are standard for, 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 you know, it, it takes uh, society as a, a homogeneous group. So women wear this, men wear this. It doesn't take into account that as human beings, uh, we have different uh, uh, dispositions. Uh, our rights uh, as, as in terms of how we identify ourselves should not be uh, uh, compromised when it comes to what we wear, what we eat, and so forth. But as a country, we're still gradually uh, responding to that because I do know that there are entities uh, where they have even responded to the kind of uniforms that they pre uh, they prescribe uh, uh, for their for for their employees. Um, they also had a grievance policy, um, uh, which. Uh, 
they, they, you know, they, 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 they have a discretion to decide on formal or informal procedure when dealing with complaints. Because as people, we know the situation where someone might say, I just want this to go away without making a big deal, uh, whatever the situation is. So the people are allowed to do that so that they, they, they report these issues uh, with, with some sense of comfort, uh, so to speak, that they are being heard without being stigmatized. Um, the the incre increasing of uh, representation of African women and persons with disabilities, um, the, uh, the 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 segregation of data as uh, disaggregation actually of data regarding the budget spent on individual employees, uh, tracking spending uh, per race and gender, and this talks to issues of gender uh, responsive budgeting. Uh, uh, so it, it's a challenge, and one of the main challenges is understanding what gender responsive budgeting is in the first place. So this is one uh, area where both public private sectors are struggling, and this is an area that now, uh, as the commission, we, we we conduct research, we monitor this. We every year we have uh, an APP. A, a, a indicator where we monitor the implementation of uh, gender responsive planning as per the Department of Women's Framework. Um, they should also, <coughs> in terms of our recommendation, review all their policies and conduct training to all employees on the newly introduced uh, and amended policies I reported earlier by March 2021. And uh, this, uh, the report obviously uh, the coming uh, uh, for this financial, no, the, the, the previous financial year uh, was also reported with uh, progress in this regard. Um, they also need to provide action plans to deal with uh, identified barriers in implementing uh, these policies uh, that they have uh, put in place because, as indicated earlier, it's one thing developing a policy or a law, and it's another thing um, uh, to implement it. Also, a plan to to create a breastfeeding breastfeeding rooms so or basically an, a work environment that accommodate <coughs> accommodate the needs of of, of mothers. Um, also, to consult with us uh, on its plans on gender-based violence, and this is one of those institutions. Hello. Continue, uh, members. Please, can I can I request that? Uh, Everybody who is in this platform to mute when the speaker is is, 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 is making presentations because it disturbs uh, the, the presenter. You may continue, ma'am. Absolutely for that. It's okay. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Uh, continuing with um, our progress report and on the findings and recommendations, uh, in terms of reviewing the policies, 
the, the entity established a task team of functional experts to conduct a detailed review of its policies and procedures to ensure gender equality and that broader gender transformation is not compromised. Although COVID has slowed down uh, some of uh, this progress, but I think for us as the commission, what really gives us job satisfaction is to see companies responding possibly, sorry, positively, because we do know in reality, uh, our area of work has a lot of white elephants, uh, if, if you like, areas that are not clear for many of us in terms of how to intervene. Hence, from from a personal perspective, uh, like I said, uh, education and supporting these institutions uh, is very key, uh, but also key for us is the fact that uh, they respond to our recommendation as opposed to those who would, for lack of a better word, would grab, would drag their feet uh, in terms of uh, uh, our recommendations and perhaps thinking it's not uh, something that they should dwell on is not important. Not understanding the, the the impact of doing that in not only in individual people's lives and the derogation of their rights, but also in terms of the socioeconomic well-being of the country in general. <clears throat> So the recommendations basically were pretty much similar in terms of uh, increasing uh, uh, um, the representation in top management excellence and decision making uh, um, uh, posts. Uh, they had committed to, to, to kickstart a five-year planning process in, uh, in the current financial year. <clears throat> Uh, meaning, uh, as we were observing in 2019-20, meaning the 2020-21 uh, financial year, um, uh, assuming if this is feasible uh, within the macro context. And I think this also refers to situations like your, your COVID, because for all of us, it keeps getting in the way uh, uh, of our plans uh, to implement uh, various interventions. Um, <clears throat> budget spent on individual employees in, in, in respect of training. Uh, the entity will develop a tool to disaggregate the data together with training policies due in March 2021. And uh, uh, as, uh, as this will be shown, some some progress were also made in this regard because in this presentation you have the recommendations and also progress in terms of how uh, the institutions uh, responded in our previous years monitoring uh, 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 investigations uh, in terms of breastfeeding rooms um, they, they tabled a recommendation with its real estate uh, committee uh, in terms of investigating the feasibility to implement uh, uh, breastfeeding rooms uh, in Woolworths. So again, this is what I keep referring to basically in terms of response to our recommendations. Um, the action plan to deal with identified barriers, as I had indicated, the company had agreed uh, that uh, in its consultation process, it will continue to focus on current barriers. So the recommendation being put in place 
they are they are responding to it. They are not saying it's impossible. This they 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 have uh, uh, processes in place uh, to keep uh, improving in this area. Um, uh, uh, as uh, as I had indicated in the findings earlier. Um, in terms of consulting with us uh, to conduct its program to address GBV, uh, they welcome the opportunity to partner with us, uh, particularly in raising awareness. And honorable members, uh, I think this is where should there be a question, I would have to note it down uh, so that I can uh, 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 check with the legal team if this particular intervention uh, did take place as this was uh, before my time in the CGE. Um, the Department of Cooperative Governance uh, now coming into the public uh, uh, sector entities. Uh, the department uh, did not demonstrate commitment to transformation. And that was our observation as you interact with people. Like I said, you will find those that are cooperative and willing and promising or even demonstrating that they have done something. And you will find those that really have other explanation that doesn't show a willingness uh, uh, to improve the situation as per our recommendations. And again, the typical findings around persons with disabilities, also LGBTI, I must add, um, the, 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 the senior manage, management uh, is uh, ov obviously predominantly male, um, and, and the department does not have an employment equity manager as required by Section 20 of the Employment Equity Act. And this is where I say we unwittingly break our own laws because we are sometimes unable to see the connection between these laws and the country's transformation agenda. Um, <clears throat> continuing with the Department of Cooperative Governance, uh, the department did not have a gender responsive budget. Um, again, this talks to that situation where we say, um, when you want to see how budget is allocated to interventions, you don't find any disaggregated data that shows that uh, the budget is allocated in a manner that is responsive to the realities of gender inequality uh, in the country. So we, we, we really uh, did not observe that with the department. Also with childcare facilities and flexi time, uh, also with succession planning and retention of, of employees, um, policies to deal with uh, issues of uh, specific reference to gender, uh, disability or LGBTI. Honorable Chair, honorable members, I'm sure you can see uh, the, the, the kind of response uh, that we got uh, uh, from the department um, and that they don't have, they don't take into cognizance of black people living in rural areas uh, in, in, in its proc uh, procurement practices. 
and, and women-owned uh, businesses um, typically uh, receive tenders amounting to 50,000 and below. And this for me, when I saw it, it wasn't strange because I have seen this before uh, many, many years. So women uh, will be procured around issues of catering, uh, 5,000 here, 2,000 there. The higher you go with the tenders, the higher you see the picture of apartheid. Uh, the, when it comes to millions, then you begin to see males, whites, and then, and so forth, and so forth. History can justify some of this, and justifying doesn't mean it's good, but can explain uh, why we still have that picture. What matters for us is when our respondents don't seem to see that uh, as something that as a country we need to address as in yesterday, because this is what we fought for. This is what this democracy was all about. Uh, so we need to really uh, 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 take this seriously instead of seeing this as, uh, you know, uh, in many situations, uh, gender issues become lip service. And we really need to transcend that and, and begin to see how this impact on the country at large. Um, uh, some of the recommendation was that we need to meet with the minister uh, by March 2021 to, 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 to discuss the, the lack of gender transformation. And again, uh, here, I, 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 if there's a question, I can make a note to check if this meeting did uh, take place. Uh, we also um, required uh, quarterly reports on targets set by the department. As you can see, we don't usually request quarterly reports uh, from entities. We follow up annually. But when the condition is like this, this is where you, you, you really become interested as the commission to say we really want to see what is happening here. And if we perhaps uh, increase the frequency of, of the reports we request, maybe we will see some kind of uh, uh, progress. Again, uh, around issues of uh, uh, culture, um, uh, uh, that uh, we recommended they should conduct a culture survey uh, regarding work satisfaction, sexual harassment, wellness, and other issues, including uh, LGBTI and, and, and disabilities. Uh, the department should also develop and provide a plan for CGE aimed at creating a working environment that is conducive for persons with different forms uh, of disabilities. So similar to what uh, had happened with uh, 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 Vodacom, where you want to see what are their plans to actually change the, 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 the situation as we had found it when we were doing this investigative uh, uh, hearing. They should also appoint a designated employment equity manager. Uh, 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 also look into issues of gender responsive budgeting, which may include uh, starting with uh, um, uh, uh, some kind of capacity building in this area, because in reality, we do have uh, um, that situation where as public servants, we, we don't have a good understanding of what it is that is required when we talk about gender responsive budgeting. Um, the feasibility studies on uh, child care facilities 
um, the, 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 the sexual harassment workshops. These are some of the common recommendations that we make to institutions because we, 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 we find that they are very silent when it comes to these issues. Um, they must also uh, develop a succession plan. So basically all the findings that we have made we had um, uh, made recommendations for them to change uh, the situation. Um, and also issues of procurement for rural uh, uh, women and rural people in general, and also conducting their workshops. Um, they still on cooperative governance. Um, in terms of their failure to demonstrate commitment to transformation, uh, they submitted uh, that this is due to constraints in compensation of employees' budget. Therefore, uh, it's unable to meet government-wide government uh, transformation uh, targets. And, and again, um, we, do, we are cognizant of the fact that there are budget uh, limitations in pretty much all uh, institutions, but we have seen institutions with lesser budgets doing better. So the, the, willing, the willingness part, sometimes uh, the, the lack of knowledge on gender dynamics uh, uh, manifests through that willingness. Uh, because the more you know, the more you want to change. But the more you think things are okay, the more you don't see the need to change anything. And every time we do have all kinds of compelling uh, explanations why we cannot change. Um, again, uh, the issue of persons with uh, disabilities being represented in senior management posts uh, was one of uh, the, the, the situations that we emphasized uh, uh, at the department. Um, the, the reasonable accommodation as indicated, um, uh, uh, the gender representations in senior management posts, um, uh, the, the employment equity manager uh, and the gender responsive budgeting, all these recommendations uh, uh, so far uh, one can uh, isolate the two meetings that were supposed to happen with the, the commission and, and find information if those had really happened uh, and perhaps we'll be able to provide written responses to, to the committee should uh, that uh, be required. Uh, in terms of child care and flexi time, they uh, submitted that it will conduct a feasibility study. Uh, and remember this, we had um, uh, 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 recommended initially, but here you find a response that say we will do it. Uh, 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 there was still no succession and retention plan. And honorable chair and honorable members maybe uh, to try and, and, and expedite the presentation because it, 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 the, the, the findings are, are so common uh, that one, one, one may sound repetitive at, at some stage, but suffice to indicate that as honorable uh, chair and members can see, uh, uh, the, the, the findings uh, uh, from uh, the Department of Cooperative Governance were not uh, um, 
were not very uh, encouraging at all. And we, we, we follow up, although we, you know, we stagger institutions as we go. Uh, this report um, uh, was followed up, but obviously some more uh, progress, follow-up progress report uh, will need to be done specifically uh, in this department uh, to, to see how far uh, um, uh, they they are they are going, but uh, eventually uh, the the department were also um, uh, were provided uh, amongst others uh, these policies as uh, as uh, indicated in the list. But these uh, honourable members will will note that are your uh, a, a mandatory. Uh, uh, instruments in, in, in workplaces. And as I indicated before, sometimes we develop them to tick that we've done this, uh, but implementation, it's another story uh, uh, at all. Uh, the Department of Justice <clears throat> Um, again, we found a, a common uh, a finding where uh, black women are underrepresented at senior management positions. Uh, the current sexual offenses court model does not make provision for breastfeeding. And this, this is a, a, a serious condition because we know that uh, sexual offenses court, uh, courts uh, cater in the majority uh, 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 for women who have been violated. And obviously these are people who are, are in the care of children and babies. So you would, uh, you would imagine that uh, that kind of environment would take this into account, um, especially because in different cultures, breastfeeding, some cultures see it as offensive when it happens in public. Some cultures, some of us were fine, you breastfeed wherever you are. Uh, so these are some of the sensitive areas that can affect people in a detrimental way, uh, uh, if not addressed. Uh, and it, it may even affect the proceedings of the, the case, uh, if you like. Um, <clears throat> the, the, the likelihood of underreporting is, is, is common uh, pretty much everywhere for reasons that we are familiar with. When the environment is not conducive for this, some people uh, just die with their problem, keeping it inside, scared to report, and so forth. Uh, so this is uh, uh, one of those environments where uh, 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 some really um, uh, improvements need to happen, especially for, for, for this department as uh, one of the custodians of our uh, um, uh, uh, legislative reform, if you like, uh, in the country. Um, the issue of including... Uh, uh, people in rural areas, again, other marginalized groups. We commended, however, the department for ensuring that its constitutional and educational material is available in Braille. And the mere fact that they had the material uh, was very good, but then availing it uh, uh, in Braille was also a good start in terms of accommodate, uh, accommodating uh, persons with uh, uh, disabilities. Um, 
the Lagos skill transfer programs and recognition of prior learning, which directly impact on succession and experience planning. So here is an area that needs improvement. Uh, uh, also the area of flexi time and, um, uh, and child care facilities. Um, the representation of uh, 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 black women uh, persons with disabilities. Uh, it's another recommendation as indicated in the finding that uh, this is something they need to deal with. Uh, also issues of breastfeeding rooms, uh, the delays in handling sexual harassment cases should be addressed. And honorable chair and honorable members, I, I believe you will be uh, very aware of this situation in the country. Uh, that victims of sexual harassment and gender-based violence feel very re-victimized. And we, we're working in a situation where uh, our society needs uh, um, to, to, to gain some confidence in our justice system as it keeps being reported uh, uh, sometimes in the, in the media. Uh, conducting a culture survey was also recommended. Um, uh, to, to establish a view uh, on work satisfaction, including issues of uh, sexual harassment and un other gender discrimination related issues. Um, <clears throat> and that partnership that we talked about uh, earlier when we were talking to tertiary institution in terms of partnering with uh, strategic partners to be able to uh, uh, mobilize resources to, to address some of the, the challenges that uh, institutions are experiencing, especially around issues of, of budget uh, uh, in, this, in this regard. Also, actually, uh, departments like the DPME in terms of uh, uh, you know, monitoring and evaluation of some of these interventions that are being implemented by the department, uh, which could uh, some of it could have happened because I know the department also presented to the portfolio committee uh, on higher education uh, a, a few weeks ago, and it, it did emerge that some of the uh, their interventions were responding to to uh, uh, some of the CGE uh, uh, <coughs> uh, recommendations. Um, so in terms of progress uh, uh, around the representation of black women at senior management, they conducted a workforce analysis in February, which in, uh, was in preparation to review the employment equity plan, uh, which expired on 30 June, 2020. Uh, so here, at least as we follow up, we see uh, uh, some progress in terms of the recommendation. And from where I'm sitting, I don't know if I'm being too optimistic, but I think the department had progressed since our initial uh, 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 observations. Um, and the, the, the economically uh, active population target as provided by state's essay, uh, uh, this is, I mean, this is some of the baseline information that the department needs to use 
when they when they uh, uh, implement their interventions. And that essay is really good uh, in terms of providing baseline statistics. So when you intervene, you know where you're starting from uh, in terms of your own uh, workforce, uh, so to speak. Um, progress made as a uh, as 31 January uh, so this is the current report that we have submitted uh, submitted it indicated an increase of 1. Point, about 2% of african women in senior management uh, slow progress but progress uh, 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 nevertheless um, uh, that is uh, by february 2020 african women in senior management positions were at 20, uh, uh, 28%, uh, and, uh, but then uh, on our follow-up, it increased to 299 uh, in January 2021, as we were finalizing this report that we are presenting uh, um, uh, uh, to the committee, to the portfolio committee. Um, the department uh, uh, also submitted that in terms of breastfeeding room um, and sexual office cost a, a model was established with the objective to create a victim-friendly environment where a victim cannot suffer secondary victimization. Maybe to also cite that the department uh, had um, issued three bills, uh, gender-based violence and femicide-related bills, that we, we, we uh, different institutions made input into, uh, uh, which uh, uh, I think uh, some of them have been passed by parliament uh, by now. Um, so they also envisage that in the past financial year, a pilot will be initiated and conducted. Uh, regrettably with the outbreak of COVID, the exercise could not be put in place as planned. So this came out our follow-up, came out of our follow-up hearings. Uh, in terms of delays in handling sexual harassment cases, the department asserted that it is currently implementing sexual harassment policy, which was revised in 2015. And as members can, uh, uh, honorable members can imagine, uh, it is obvious that a policy that was revised in 2015 needs revisions uh, to accommodate the current experiences that we are seeing uh, 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 in the country, uh, even though the, 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 the policy was benchmarked. Uh, and aligned to the DPSA. Uh, the, 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 our lives in the country are evolving uh, on a daily basis when it comes to issues of gender-based violence, including uh, sexual violence. Um, there were a, a, a few uh, factors that were attributed to the delays in, in handling the, the cases, which included the postponements, owing to sick leave by either presiding officer or witnesses. And in the, in the era of COVID, we know that, uh, uh, that this happens. Uh, we have come across instances where you, you have an appointment and then you can't because a person in that entity uh, tested positive, they closed up, all those kinds of uh, situations. So these are some of the things that have, uh, they are a reality in terms of uh, some of the uh, hindrances as P 
people be, try to implement their interventions. Uh, in terms of underreporting, the department uh, considered that there is that possibility and therefore commits to continue with sexual harassment training awareness sessions. Uh, and, and, and also they appointed a highly skilled, uh, trained and experienced official to deal and investigate uh, the cases, which includes, I must add, uh, that uh, also working on making the environment conducive so that uh, people who experience uh, these harassments don't get re-stigmatized when they report. Um, they also uh, depend cooperations with stakeholders uh, and labor relation experts regarding the training of employees. Um, uh, in terms of the exclusion of people from rural areas uh, and uh, persons with disabilities, uh, the department is convinced that a considerable share of its procurement expenditure benefited service providers in rural communities, particularly from its request for quotations uh, uh, processes. Uh, but this is, this is good, but one would want to see evidence uh, for that, and it, 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 uh, one can say the, the report would uh, expand on this if evidence for this claim uh, was submitted. Uh, also, the uh, request for a quotation process is decentralized to all business units, uh, including magistrates' offices. This is one approach that helps in terms of reaching local people, uh, 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 people or suppliers in particular areas uh, uh, in our geographic spread. Um, in terms of skills transfer, the department indicated uh, that the inception of human resource development strategy since August 2018 has leveled the ground through its four pillars to encourage public-private partnerships in, in, in implementing skills programs and the recognition of prior learning, because that was uh, another finding that we had made. Uh, and through its training arm, uh, the Justice College uh, developed the management skills development, uh, foundation project management, and women in middle management development uh, program to equip uh, lower level employees for management positions. So there are some of the recommendations uh, being implemented. In conclusion, uh, honorable chair and honorable members, um, as a commission, we are encouraged by the private and public sector willingness and commitment to transform. And this statement is, is put forward in consideration of some of the negative findings that we have made. But overall, um, for us uh, as, as an institution, I suppose, given the slow development in gender transformation, we have come to a place where we, 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 we celebrate every little achievement. Hence, we, encourage, we are encouraged and we continue to encourage institutions to, 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 to continue implementing their interventions in response to the laws of the countries uh, and, 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 and our international uh, commitment. Um, the, the, the cooperative governance department uh, have made a commitment to appoint an EE manager and the allocation of gender responsive budgeting 
Uh, however, it's a concern that there are no time frames. Uh, and, and again, this reflect uh, that uh, perceived unwillingness that the commission has, has, has observed. So uh, we, we, we can say we, we will do something, but if, we, if there are no commitments, there are no targets, there are no time frames, you know, it's something that uh, we, 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 we don't necessarily uh, admire for, for lack of a better word. Um, we also noted that the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development had put measures in place uh, to address gender equality and transformation. And may I add, perhaps from the previous slide, that Woolworths was also uh, showed some willingness uh, to implement the recommendations that were not implemented by the time uh, this follow-up was made. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Members and colleagues. Thank you very much, ma'am. Thank you very much. Uh, honorable Members, there is the report. Any questions? I do. Thank you, Michael Bagram. And I check hands that are, but we must also make uh, Honorable Inana, Honorable Mkondo, Honorable Bagram, Honorable Inana, Honorable Mkondo. I had somebody talking. Okay, those are the three hands. Honorable Bagram, Honorable Yinana, Honorable Mkondo. Thank you, Madam Chair. May I go ahead? Yes, please. And may members switch off their mics, please. Those that are not at And the presenter also, can she please switch off her mic? Yes. All right. Yes, Honorable Bagram. Thank you, Madam Chair, and thank you for the report. Um, I wasn't able to digest everything. It was a long report, but thank you nonetheless. Uh, just a couple of comments and maybe uh, we can get some feedback on it. First of all, it's, it's, it's been reported that the public service has only got about less than 1% disability uh, when we know that the disabled in South Africa is close to 6%. And we also know that the previous Minister of Employment and Labour, um, Minister Olifant, had said that the public service was going to reach 3%. Uh, this was about seven years ago, and yet we're still languishing below 1%. And maybe there's some comment on that, because we should be able to work with government at least, who can be um, at least a forerunner to the private sector. The second thing is that the private sector seems to, the companies that they went into, seems to have done better than government, which is a turn up for the books. But what I'm really interested in is the fact that small business, uh, it's going to be impossible. I mean, take the average spaza shop. How do they have the facilities and the ability to, to do all this when businesses are struggling so much? Um, is there any possibility of somehow looking at differentiated targets for small business as opposed to big business? and especially small business in previously disadvantaged areas. Um, to my mind, that, that creates a real problem. And then the final question is, as the workforce is shrinking, and we know that it's shrinking, we get the quarterly reports 
for the last 10 years, every quarter the workforce is shrinking. Um, how does one actually start reflecting the demographics um, of disabled, of uh, women, etc.? So thank you, Madam Chair, for allowing me that. Thank you very much, Ibrahim Mkondo. Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, good morning uh, to you, Chair. You will uh, forgive me. I'm having a, a, a flu. Um, I hope I will be audible enough. Uh, good morning to you, Chair, Honorable Members, and um, our guests. Chair, we welcome the presentation. Um, the questions that I have, Chair, will be accompanied with uh, comments. The, the first question on uh, tertiary institutions is at, um, how frequent are they expected to report on a, a, a progress of uh, their uh, uh, gender equity um, uh, transformation? And um, to check if uh, in the uh, staff complement, if they do have uh, maybe gender uh, equality coordinators or units or any other structures that can help in the constant workshops and awareness campaigns that the presenter talked about. Chair, with um, a cocktail, it's, a, it's very worrying because um, COCTA is responsible for making sure that um, other institutions um, are transformed. For example, SALCA, municipalities, um, traditional authorities, maybe the presenter can uh, tell us as to, as seemingly COCTA is failing or the progress is very low, uh, for them to transform. Then the other institutions that are under them, um, how are they, are they, are they faring? Um, and to comment, Chair, that um, we see progress in the uh, private uh, companies that have been um, uh, visited, uh, but still, the issue of um, women at top management, uh, particularly black women or women of color at top management, is, is still a struggle, uh, Chair. And the people with disability, both in the private and public institutions, in the tertiary institutions, we still have a long way to go. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Inanna. Uh, thank you, th thank you, Chair, and also welcome the the presentation and good morning to the colleagues and officials. Chairperson, there is a number of issues that I wanted to raise and to get a clarity on. Uh, is about the whole presentation is about gender parity and the sexual harassment, including other policies. But my interest is that. Uh, does CEG Commission 
have any interaction with institutions like churches and uh, traditional leaders under the species of Kondraesa in, in this case. Because churches are some of the very, very profound institutions, but yet they practice this gender insensitivity of not recognizing the contribution of women. Because all the most 90% of the churches are being led by males. And yet, in those churches, there is a lot of sexual harassment, gender insensitivities, and some of those leaders are in court as we speak because they continue and practice this sexual harassment. Now, my question is does when you want to instill these policies of gender parity and sexual harassment, do you engage and invent uh, and in? Oh, no, I think I think he has been affected by. Uh, can you unmute yourself, Honorable Inan? Honorable Inana? I'm I'm muted. Yes, um, I'm unmuted. You thank you, you Honorable Inana. Inana. I can hear you. You can you can hear now. Yes, honorable. You can hear. Yes, honorable. Okay. 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 Uh, I was here. Can I continue, Chaperson? Yes, you may, Miss Honorable Inan. Okay. I'm saying that Chaperson, one of the uh, issues that the presentation was made was that in the rural areas, this is where this gender in parity and sexual harassment is, happen is happening. Is the, the, the institutions of, of, of traditions and culture like the Contralesa being ever engaged so that these issues that were raised are being dealt with. And we, we must understand each person that when we talk of the institutions of learning, those scholars are coming from communities where these practices of ill-discipline against the, the, the learners are happening. Now, that's why I'm saying that uh, this institution back home being intervened uh, uh, and approached so that they can have their, 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 their contribution. Chaperson, one of issues I think I need to get the clarity on as maybe as a comment is that are women in South Africa being educated in terms of participation in all these institutions so that they enhance the contribution of women? Because we are have, we're having very vocal women in, in, in our country, but when it comes to get the recognition of their leadership skills, they are not being uh, recognized. You can go to uh, politics, political parties. The politicians have been there for a very, very, very long time. But where are the women leaders? Why is it something that is being thrown upon that we can never have a woman to lead, to lead 
this political organization. And the last point is that the education as well that I want to be uh, conducted is to supporting the women by saying, women must never see something wrong with other women because the, ma- the, the majority of the problems that are happening women, women don't, don't support each other. Instead, we rather support uh, a male or in another to support a, a woman, but the woman does have the qualities to, do, to lead. Are you conducting any public education where you invite the women to say that, do recognize that amongst yourselves, there are people capable leaders. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Inana. Honorable Nonsale. Thank, thank you, Honorable Chairperson, and thanks. Uh, uh, good morning to honorable members, and good morning to CGE, uh, CEO, and her uh, team. Uh, Chair, thanks for the presentation by the uh, CGE. Uh, the reports are quite uh, uh, pre- uh, precise and very much uh, uh, to the point. The question, therefore, that I want to raise is, in fact, a twofold, because there are quite a number of disturbing observations with regard to findings made against the public institutions, that is the Department of Justice and the Correctional Services and also the COGTA. The question is whether, for instance, these reports or the level of engagement has been just at the level of uh, officials, that is the DGs, or whether the political offices have also been uh, made aware about these outcomes, uh, including where possible also to share with the various uh, oversight structures uh, that is of the respective uh, departments. Uh, So it's a bit of a interrelated question, whether, for instance, uh, these have been escalated to that level, that is at political level, and what, if so, what has been their, their responses. Uh, the reason, Chair, why I'm raising this question is that uh, as uh, the employment and labor, obviously we, we will not be just uh, receiving uh, these reports. There would need to be some kind of uh, steps that are taken that need to ensure that uh, at our next round of engagement with CGE, we in fact are able to, to count a visible uh, progress that has been made in the various areas where there's been really serious uh, omissions uh, on the part of the uh, named departments. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, honorable members. Uh, myself, in appreciating the report, which is quite uh, empowering, shocking at other levels, uh, uh, really taken by surprise. I, I would, I, I would want just want to get clarity on 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 a matter which I. I think I may have understood you well. And if I haven't, you will then have to correct me that you conducted these these inspections or interactions on the basis of complaints that you have received. 
I'm raising that because in particular in tertiary sector, tertiary education sector, if you are talking about transformation, we there are institutions that are to be ready to be visited to, to check if they are taking transformation seriously. And those institutions are institutions, in my view, that uh, have then been uh, what? Institutions under, under the previous regime that were, that were more focusing and, and in, in a particular uh, uh, ideological trend. And those institutions, two in, in the Western Cape, which is University of Stellenbosch and University of Cape Town, and one, which is the University of Free State. Well, Reds, you can, but these three. Have you, if you have, don't you think that in moving forward, because when you talk about transformation, it's a very, it's a very challenging struggle in our country and in the world. Let's talk about our country, the issue of transformation in particular in the in the in the in the education sector. Coupled with that, don't you think that it will also be important to also check how far is transformation in in the former model former model schools within the within the, uh, the, 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 the the portfolio of basic education uh, 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 because I'm, I'm, I'm excited uh, 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 but I'm also a bit a bit not quite sure whether you you, you are really going where it is there because when we talk about transformation that is what we are to do. The second clarity is that in all the issues that have been raised, sexual harassment, GPV, whatever, basic conditions, employment equity, there is, you have not, you have not elevated, and I want to check why, you have not elevated the issue of racism in the country. And in our workplaces, is it only outside the workplaces? Because it's also part of the transformation. It's also, it constitutes part of the challenges that we are to ensure that we transform this country. Because if, if we are going to, we, we are committing and committed in ensuring that the country is transformed, there are areas that we must now in this in these 25 years, we must not keep quiet about them. The, the, the last one for me, I, I'm happy that you raised the issue of recognition of prior learning. Is it because it was also raised by that institution? Don't you think that it would have been proper that even yourselves, both in private and public, even also in tertiary education sector that that issue of prior of recognition of prior learning is also 
elevated. I would have appreciated if maybe in your before the conclusion, those issues are being raised because they are it, it, in other in other areas it's silent, but there's only one 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 company. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know whether it's Woolworths or it's Vodacom that you have then spoken about 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 um, about about recognition of prior learning. So that those were, but 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 thank you very much. It's a presentation that is a an eye opener, but it 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 provokes us, uh, some of us to to ask these questions because transformation is a struggle, but it's a very difficult struggle, and it needs us not to be apologetic, because it's not really about us, but it's about the benefit of the future generation. And 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 the current generation, in particular, the young people. So the, the, those will be my comments and questions. Uh, thank you very much. We'll will allow. I, I I heard you saying there are questions that you will you will request that you be allowed to have a written response uh, because some of the people. Who, who may who will have to respond on those on some of the questions are not part of the meeting. You were you 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 requested that, which I don't think we'll have a problem with that. But I do think that uh, there, there there are questions, there are comments uh, that you need to at least to respond on them as the CEO. Uh, of 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 CGE. Thank you very much. Over to you, Mim. Thank you, Honourable Chair. Uh, may May Honourable Chair allow me to start uh, on the tail end and go uh, and uh, pro uh, proceed to the first question. Uh, just quickly, perhaps around the issue of written responses. As I was presenting, there were two areas that said uh, certain meetings were supposed to happen between the CGE, I think is the Department of Justice and another institution. So, and as I was presenting that, I was wondering if they did happen. So th those were the two uh, where I requested I, I will ask the department, our legal department, to update. It might just have happened. Uh, I'm just not sure at this stage. Uh, but that's what I wanted to 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 come back with. Uh, should that be the case? But I can still submit uh, that update uh, uh, once I've um, discussed with my uh, team uh, uh, at the legal department. Um, Honorable Chair, uh, moving up to the question around recognition of prior learning. I think this is uh, uh, somewhat related uh, uh, with the issue of racism. Uh, we found uh, the, the, the issue of recognition of prior learning in one of the institutions that were recognizing that uh, mainly black people who have years and years of experiences in different categories of work 
are not able to to get into higher positions because obviously historical reasons uh, and sometimes they did not manage to get the educational papers that are required to get that job. So this particular company uh, recognized that. But it is also a question. Let me say the company responded. It's also a question that is uh, part of our questionnaires when we request information. And I suppose one can say the lack of response to this particular area uh, is something that we need to scrutinize further as the CGE, because it, it pretty much for me shows that uh, perhaps many of our respondents are not uh, uh, delving to that area of recognizing uh, prior learning as a way of uh, promoting uh, employees to to certain level. I do know that uh, we generally focus on uh, papers, on qualifications, Uh, uh, but that is, if anything at this stage, this is a note I'm making in bold so that I do provide feedback to the legal department that we need to also strengthen this. Even when we follow up, we do have information about those who did not respond to to our question around uh, recognition of prior learning. Um, In terms of focusing mainly, Honorable Chair, on your uh, input around racism, uh, just to, this again is one of the questions in our questionnaire that we send them. Hence, we have observed in pretty much all the institutions that you have the concentration of either white males or black males in in certain areas, the concentration of women in lower areas. And these uh, 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 are uh, uh, also looking at which women, which men. Uh, So the the statistics uh, where we have the percentages in 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 the presentation would uh, indicate uh, uh, some of those findings. So the issue of race, race and gender are the biggest uh, systemic hurdle uh, in, in, in our strive to transform as a country, because these are the two areas where you find that uh, we are protecting culture, religion, privilege, and so forth. So it's, it's the two, um, and I'm not implying that issues of disability and LGBTI are not important. They are part of that. Uh, because when you talk race and, and, and gender, you, you encompass all these categories. But race in terms of skin color, uh, it, it's, it's, it's something that uh, it's still uh, difficult for, 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 for our transformation programs. That links, Honorable, uh, Honorable Chair, to your question around investigating those institutions that have been previously under apartheid, being discriminating legally, uh, <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, and, and definitely, um, outside these reports, and, and maybe I should say, Honorable Chair, there is another presentation that we have submitted with 226 slides, uh, but that presentation 
it, it, it's also a transformation in the public and private sector. It reflect, reflect different companies, but the, the findings are, are, are pretty much the same as what I have presented. So in that, you will find that we, we have uh, family-owned businesses, so to speak, that have been in existence for decades, even uh, pre-democracy uh, uh, in South Africa. And you can imagine how protective of that family identity in the, break, in the business is. Um, uh, uh, just as a, as a side anecdote, uh, in my work uh, around this area, doing research, I have found uh, participants who would just say it in my face. My ancestors built this business for the past 500 years, it was in the family. I'm not, I'm not just about to bring black people and women and so forth. So that is just an anecdote that we, we have approached those kinds of institutions and we're still working with them. Uh, the, 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 the long presentation that I'm talking about have those, uh, uh, one of them, um, let me not speculate, I don't remember the name, uh, specifically, but they are there. We have been uh, deliberately uh, targeting them. The Free State University is one of uh, the universities that we, we've had follow-up hearings. Um, and I, I, this is one of the presentations I made to the portfolio on higher education. And again, that picture that I was talking about, that it still reflects uh, the 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 the. the the pre-democracy picture. Uh, we have found that we have made recommendations. There are some that they are implementing, that there are some that they are not implementing, but uh, it's just that work in progress kind of thing as we keep following up. Uh, uh, so um, we, we have worked with the Department of uh, Basic Education. Um, maybe this would be an area again where I would need to be updated if we have worked with uh, 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 previously Model C schools. Um, we have many reports in the CGE for the past 25 years and many things are there. Uh, so I don't want to say yes, we did or no, we didn't. I usually request to say, let me get uh, the facts before uh, we can we can respond to that. So this would be the third part where I would request Honorable Chair to allow me to get facts and respond in writing. Um, the, oh yeah, the, the Honorable Chair also said uh, the one clarity around K, uh, sometimes uh, targeting institution on the basis of complaints. Uh, that is just one of the ways in which we target institutions. So there is a whole lot of criteria in terms of which institution we pick each year. Uh, so some the, the ones that come through complaints, obviously they are, you know, get, getting our attention. But generally, all if some of them come through media reports and so forth, but some of them uh, are based on our research. In the CGE, we have a legal department, a research department, 
public education department as the core departments through which we operationalize our mandate. So the, 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 the findings of research uh, sometimes inform us where to go and investigate. Uh, for instance, uh, there has been studies in different sectors that have uh, that has alerted us to certain institutions uh, that we must uh, look at. Uh, so that is just uh, one of the criteria in terms of how we select uh, institutions. Um, uh, Honorable Nonsele uh, uh, um, inquired about the levels of engagement as we do these um, uh, investigative hearings. Um, the, the, I mean, the, the, the first, uh, inst- uh, let me say, I don't want to say instruction, but the first request we make when we call for hearings when we call institutions to appear to us. Of course, we call the, 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 the top decision-making uh, uh, um, uh, 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 respondents. It could be a minister, uh, it could be a DG, it could be a CEO, and so forth. But I will hasten to say that often we have run into a challenge and i think it was pointed out in one of the presentations where of course we call a ceo who is heading woolworths for instance and they send a manager we usually the cge act uh, gives us a, a direction in terms of how to respond to that we can subpoena uh, people when they refuse to appear or they give us uh, uh, junior staff members who cannot respond to the questions relating to our recommendations. We can, um, uh, I, I did say subpoena, we can actually also uh, open a case against, uh, uh, litigate against uh, respondents who, who blatantly uh, refuse to comply uh, with, with our recommendations emphasizing that, you know, the, the, the commission is one of the institutions established in terms of chapter nine of the, the constitution to support the consolidation of democracy and also to support the implementations of our transformation laws. So when institutions don't take us seriously, as you can imagine sometimes as women, they look at us and say, oh, what, what can you tell me? Uh, 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 we, make, we make it known to them that if this doesn't happen, uh, this is the next step we're going to take. And we have done that. Uh, a few weeks ago, we were in Pumalanga having subpoenaed uh, uh, heads of departments and so forth uh, in this regard. So we, 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 we engage senior um, uh, uh, senior people, and we also uh, present, we report to the Portfolio Committee on Women, Youth, and Persons with Disability. We also present this there. We also table our reports to Parliament generally every year. We also uh, submit our reports to, to the President. Uh, our Act uh, allows us or requires us to report to the President once a year. Um, and uh, this is one area where we still need to improve in terms of availabilities of, of the relevant uh, stakeholders. Uh, recently, after the report that I mentioned, the IRAP report, the Emergency Response 
action plan of 2018 after the Women's March um, and the summit, uh, the President's uh, summit that was conducted thereafter. We, we, uh, we launched the report in April this year and we have reported in the relevant oversight structures in Parliament and, and recently we submitted a letter to our portfolio committee requesting that maybe we should begin to request joint committee meetings so that we report the findings because the findings were very, very bad. We had achieved about 17% of the, of the targets that were set for the six months of the ERAP project. And um, just perhaps as one of the examples, I remember there is a study that was conducted in the CGE where uh, the police stations were, 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 were monitored by our research department. Let me say not monitor, but research was done around service delivery for GB, uh, B, GBVF uh, uh, victims and, and survivors. And that report with the findings that we, 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 we came out with, we were so concerned that we requested to propose to the portfolio committee um, the portfolio committee that deals with issues of safety and security, the police, uh, I don't remember how it is um, articulated. And we do know that the portfolio committee actually called uh, commissioners, uh, police commissioners to come and account on the findings and the recommendations were made and some interventions were implemented. So as much as we, we meet a lot of non-compliance, there are some areas, and this for me, this is what gives me courage that our system works where it works. So it shows that it can work if we all uh, you know, uh, put our efforts together and have the same understanding why this work needs to be done. So th there are those kinds of engagements at that level that we do as the CGE. Um, there was an issue, I think it's Honorable Hinana. Um, Oh, with regard to churches and traditional institutions, um, we do work with churches. Uh, we, we, we do have partnerships with um, uh, uh, entities that represent churches. Uh, actually, maybe not to deviate, currently there is some uh, engagement that we, we are going to have with the, the South African, is it the South African Council of Churches uh, around issues of LGBTI. Uh, so this, the, these are, are, are still proposals on the tables. We have a project happening and through the CRL, uh, the Commission for the Cultural and Religious Rights, uh, we, we, we have some activity happening. I'm not sure how it's going to manifest because it's just proposals in place right now. I'm just mentioning it because it's one of those projects that I am, I am, um, I have, ex I'm currently experiencing, but I do know that uh, throughout the years, the religious sector has always been involved in the work 
of the CGE, as well as the traditional sector. Actually, I remember when I joined the CGE in November last year, uh, one of the reports I read was the study with uh, the traditional houses, the houses of traditional leadership. Um, there is a report it's, uh, on our website on that, which extensively outlines what is happening and also providing recommendations. And uh, through demand, I think uh, as we plan annually, this may be the area where we want to do follow-up to see how things are happening. But if one were to take from the webinars that we have uh, conducted so far, one would say some of the uh, uh, some of our findings, um, without necessarily us having followed up, you can find that some of our findings are still prevailing, uh, uh, but some are being addressed slowly. And this is anecdotal because it comes from our webinar interactions with the sector. So, so, so the, the main response is that we, we, we do work uh, with these sectors because we are very cognizant that is where uh, patriarchy is reinforced and glorified, if you like, uh, uh, in terms of harmful uh, practices. Um, the, 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 uh, actually, as I speak, uh, the chair was uh, in court on, I think it's Monday, on the Amodoso case. Um, there are many other cases. Some of the work that we do is court monitoring, and we we are friends of the courts in some of the cases. Uh, some we just we we observe just to 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 to, to advise in, in in pertaining to uh, gender justice uh, being realized by those affected in those cases. Um, the issue of rural areas and gender-based violence. I think the main uh, finding around uh, rural populations was relating to procurement uh, uh, in terms of them not getting, you know, say for instance, the, the 40% uh, uh, directive that has been issued. You find that that is not happening. And one of the entities did indicate that they've designed a, a decentralized model of procurement to try and address that. Not all, I think it was just one of the institutions in the presentations. In terms of gender-based violence and femicide, I think this cuts across uh, a, a, a geographic uh, a spaces. Um, I, I am not aware of any research that says this is prevalent in rural areas versus urban areas. Um, yeah, something uh, with empirical evidence. It might be out there, uh, but this has not been a, 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 an area where one can confidently say, yes, this is what is happening. Uh, perhaps the issue of traditional practices uh, that uh, we in our report, as I said, do come out that you find that in rural areas uh, there, is, there are still strong beliefs around some of the harmful uh, uh, traditional practices like Okutwala uh, 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 and all those kinds of things. Um, educating men, we have in the CGE a program that we call the Men and Boys uh, uh, Program. 
Uh, and that program, of course, is uh, uh, planned for annually. It's a continuous program because the, the belief behind that is that when we talk about the uh, gender violations, you cannot address them with just women. Uh, it, it, the, we, men and women, we exist within the same patriarchal system. Uh, and, and, and the patriarchal beliefs that we have are not just for men. We all uh, uh, are, 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 we all are promoting them, so to speak, because that's the system that formed our 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 mindset. So, hence, many times when we present, uh, people will say, "Yeah, but it's mothers-in-laws who oppress women." So, those kinds of dynamics uh, shows you that we all are part of this system. Uh, there are disadvantages for men in the patriarchal system. For 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 instance, there is now this issue of toxic masculinities. Excuse me. Just so we 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 are cognizant and we are aware how patriarchy has affected us and we recognize that some of the practices are harmful to some of us some give some people privileges and deny others opportunities so men and women need to work together uh, uh, to resolve this because this is not a blaming game uh, we know that women are suffering in the majority, especially when it comes to gender-based violence and femicide, but also economically. So this is not a problem for women to address. This is a problem for the country to address. This is a problem for justice lovers to, 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 to address, uh, so to speak. Hence, this program, uh, the men and boys program in the CGE is trying to speak to those kinds of issues. Um, the issue of women not supporting each other, I know the, the pull head down syndrome. Um, and, and Honorable uh, Hinana, my, my, my response has always been, um, you know, when, let me use race, when a white person does something, uh, it's acceptable. We are used to that. Uh, white people are clever and all that. And uh, bear with me, I'm using very raw examples here. But when a black person does the same thing, uh, it has a different label that is negative. Same thing with gender. Uh, certain things that are done by men, they don't have labels like pull head down. But when women, have their own problems, it becomes uh, something. So from a feminist uh, perspective, that's how we look at it. And I and we are not saying it's not true, it doesn't happen, it happens. It happens, And uh, but we all we are saying is it shouldn't be a label for women because you do have those few women or many women who have issues with other women in leadership positions. That's why we don't even vote for each other. We keep voting for, for, for men uh, because we, we, we have those issues. Uh, but for me, we had 1956. You had women turn around history in this country and we should be emulating those women. 
so I, on one hand, I acknowledge, we educate each other, we encourage each other as women, uh, that we must support each other, and men should support us as well. Uh, because in some of these instances, when you are in a vulnerable position, you are open to be uh, used. And I've seen that live, where with someone would like throw a carrot and women will scramble for it. Uh, so it's those dynamics that we need to be aware of and, um, and, and, and also try to address, uh, because these are issues of the mindset, uh, if you like. Um, Honorable um, Konto, um, I asked how frequent uh, uh, the, we do these uh, reports, the investigative hearings. Uh, we do them annually. So we conduct the projects that we conducted in 2020-21 are on our follow-up indicators in 2021-22. And then it goes like that. And then uh, we will drop uh, an institution as we see it progressing. I will make an example with Vodacom. Uh, my report presented the findings and recommendations, but with developments uh, uh, as of now, Vodacom has become one of the best practice private institutions when it comes to gender transformation. They are not perfect, but they are more responsive and they are more action oriented. So it's, it's, we, we, we only do that um, uh, annually. Uh, in the case where we talked about requesting quarterly report with COGTA, it was because of the context that we were observing when we were uh, doing our investigative hearings with, with COGTA. Um, the, in terms of whether they have gender focal points, yes, they do, some do, some don't. Uh, I think uh, I had indicated in the presentations that one of the challenges is that these gender focal points are at, you know, uh, non-decision making uh, 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 levels and um, they, 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 yeah, they are rendered um, redundant, if you like, uh, the way they are put because they can't make any decision. Uh, uh, so they just a tick box to say, we have a gender desk. Cogta, um, as the custodians of tradition, I, I, I think this was a comment that the findings from Cogta are worrying because this is an institution that should be actually in the forefront of breaking uh, harmful traditional practices, if you like. Uh, and the question of whether uh, institutions under COCTA are performing better or worse. Um, I see my chairperson has managed to join. Uh, maybe I can, I can leave that question to her. Thank you, Chair. Um, uh, because yes, she, she does have some historical memory on some of these issues. So I will quickly go to Honorable Bakram. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing your name uh, accurately, Honorable. Uh, my apologies if I'm not. Uh, the issue of the percentage when it comes to uh, disability targets. Yes, 
uh, there has been a very uh, uh, compelling debate in the country. Uh, initially, we had a target of 1%, uh, and that because that's how the statistics uh, uh, reflected in terms of persons with disability. But the, 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 the concept of disability was expanded in terms of definition. And obviously that gives us, that broadened the scope. Last I hear, I heard it was somewhere just over 7% and therefore the target was increased to 3%. But uh, my experience has been that a lot of institutions are still sticking to 1% and not even achieving that 1%. So we, we, we still have a, a, a lot of uh, um, uh, work to do in that area from even having the common understanding of, of, of the, the population of persons with disability in the, in the country. Um, the issue of uh, the public sector doing better, sort of the private sector doing better than the public sector, I think that were comments, but a, a question there I think arose in terms of how we are dealing, differentiating targets, for instance, uh, reaching uh, small businesses like your spaza shops. Um, uh, may I also defer that question to, to the chair? Um, yeah, I, I, I think these are the notes. Oh, there was an issue, Honorable Beckham, around the shrinking workforce and how is that mitigated? That is $22 million question, uh, given the, the stage of COVID and how it affects workforces. We know that the unemployment rate has shot up. Uh, and I think this as a country is something that requires efforts from every corner of this country. As the Commission for Gender Equality, who is a watchdog, to, 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 to report on how we are performing as a country. Uh, I think we can only bring out the picture of what is happening and then implementing ent entities being given recommendation to operationalize uh, uh, these uh, problem areas until we, we, we begin to move faster uh, towards uh, leaving no one behind, uh, so to speak. Thanks, Honorable Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't know whether that your chair has joined, whether she would, would like to have some few some few comments or responses. Is she, is she still in? Yes, her hand is up. I think uh, she, she she's responding. Okay. She she may you may you may come in them and respond. Um, thank you very much, uh, honourable chair and um, and honourable members. I would like to switch off my video uh, because I am currently sitting in a public uh, place. Um, we have um, electricity issues in our areas. I'll try to be as brief. 
as I can, Chair. So with your permission, I will switch off my video. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Chair. Um, Chairperson from and honorable members, uh, honorable whip, I just want to send greetings from CGE. Um, again, I just want to respond to the questions that I managed to hear as I joined and as I kept on, you know, um, going off and on this meeting. And um, just to clarify very quickly on areas where perhaps CEO could not um, clearly clarify and provide um, history. Quickly, Chair, on the issue of the Commission for Gender Equality, I think there was a specific question that you asked whether um, we, we, we did, we conducted these investigations based on complaints only. I just want to respond to that question, Honorable Chair, and inform you that we also conducted these um, investigations on institutions of higher learning based on the disturbing media reports that we um, that came uh, to our attention. Honorable Chair, you will remember that we had a few years ago, we had a big issue around um, uh, the treatment or the sexual harassment of female students at the Rhodes University. That did not end there, Honorable Chairperson. It was all over the media. We also had an issue of sexual harassment at the University of Pretoria, where students took to the streets uh, the issue of sexual harassment in the campus, um, in the campuses. And I want to say that that actually led us to look more into the universities situations, issues of safety and security within the university over and above looking at issues of gender transformation and gender equality within universities. Uh, Honorable Chair, and you will remember that um, we are also broadly looking at the um, status of safety and security of students outside the university uh, campuses, and you will remember that currently with the University of Cape Town, we have an issue of uh, the final law students at the University of Forte. These are the issues that we are now currently raising with the minister, and the deputy minister of higher education has actually asked CGE to come and assist us, assist them to develop. Um, what we call a safety guidelines. Um, and these guidelines are, are looking at issues of safety and security and how to deal with um, sexual harassment, ensuring gender equality uh, within the universities. Then these were launched um, two months ago, uh, Honorable Chair. So I think um, our, 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 our interventions are quite broader uh, than just looking at transformation uh, Madam Chair. The second question, uh, Madam Chair, that I just want to talk about quickly is that the Commission for Gender Equality, I know that you asked a question about, uh, you know, second clarity on the use of uh, the legislation, the basic conditions of employment, the triple BEE. And I just wanted to say that in order to elevate uh, issues of racism, gender equality in institutions, the commission has actually decided um, to um, uh, use 
uh, these legislations regulating not only transformation, but employment equity in South Africa. And, and these, we know that they, uh, you know, start from employment equity, um, Act number 55 of 1996, the triple BEE, all of these were used by the Commission for Gender Equality as a guiding yardstick in the analysis of the policies and practices adapted and adopted by the tertiary institutions, companies, private companies, as, as well as public sector. However, Madam Chair, you will find that we found that there is non-compliance from these legislations uh, due to the fact that the non-alignment or the alignment to these legislations and the laws is the alignment to the older laws. And if I say older laws, Madam Chair, I want to indicate that one of the laws that we realized was used, and it was an old law, was the sexual harassment policy that is used by all the institutions. That still refers to the 1997 Code of Good Practice instead of the 2005 Code of Good Practice. And the Commission for Gender Equality is working closely with institutions of higher learning, private companies and public sector in terms of correcting some of the um, uh, uh, laws uh, as well as um, correcting the, these policies so that they are able to align with the current legislations that were adopted after 1996. Honorable Chair, I think another question basically was around uh, racism. Uh, how Uh, your chair has been okay. Oh, we lost sorry. you. Am I audible, ma'am? Yes, we are audible. You are audible, but we lost you for some few seconds. Hmm. Madam Chair, um, the um, the issue of racism. I know that CEO has spoken to it. In addressing issues of racism, we are also working closely with the South African Human Rights Commission. That is a commission that is mandated to look at issues of um, addressing issues of human rights um, and issues of racism, xenophobia, as well as other issues fall squarely under their mandate. So we have recently signed an, a memorandum of understanding with the South African Human Rights Commission so that if we are able to um, uh, find, have findings uh, of issues of serious racism uh, and or minor racism in the institutions that we are currently dealing with when we look at gender trans transformation, we are then able to work closely with the South African Human Rights uh, Commission. Um, another issue, Chair, that I want to just quickly refer to is that I think Honorable Ntrebisi Nonsele asked about whether we are able to escalate or elevate issues that we find, including not only findings, but the recommendations uh, that are coming from uh, the institutions that we have subpoenaed. I want to say, yes, we do, do um, make follow-ups uh, and we do um, uh, write to the ministers 
um, and we also present the reports to the ministers and the DGs. And those reports that we submit to them will not be preliminary reports, but they will be final uh, reports with recommendations that are binding. And we have what we call high-level meetings with the ministers. And if I can make an example very quickly, we had a meeting with the Minister of Health, for an example, where our report on post-sterilization uh, was tabled at that level. We are currently having uh, other uh, high-level meetings uh, with the ministers uh, of institutions as well as the CEOs uh, of private companies so that we can address these issues with them. And we are also elevating these areas uh, with relevant portfolio committees, and I think as we do today, as per invite. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. The third uh, layer of my response, Chair, is around whether we have worked with this uh, Model C schools. Honorable Chair, I must say that we haven't worked with Model C schools per se, but I think based on our limited funding, small budget, that we all know that uh, the Commission for Gender Equality receives a, a very small budget. What we have done is to actually take our work in palatable chunks. What we have started to do was to take the first universities, we take them in three or four or fives per year, and we do the investigations, we subpoena them, and we write reports. We have done this um, over years. We are now, we have covered a total of 22 universities out of 26 universities. We have now moved to the TVET colleges and we have taken four TVET colleges and we are looking at gender transformation in those TVET colleges. We haven't looked at the Model C schools. However, we do do work with Department of Basic Education on issues of sexual harassment, teenage learner pregnancy, and we have had several meetings uh, with the ministers or deputy minister at that level. We have had meetings with SACE, and these meetings basically were the meetings that were looking at issues of sexual harassment cases, learner pregnancy cases that we have, that have been reported. And we have also looked at um, how many cases have been registered uh, cases of sexual harassment, bullying uh, in the school premises and outside. And we are also looking at how many cases have been dealt with and how many cases have been finalized. What were the outcomes of those cases? How many and why not concluded? And so that we can move uh, with SAIS and the department in terms of making recommendations on moving fast in terms of finalizing those cases. Um, I think in the issue of looking at Model C schools, Honorable Chair, is something that I think as CGE, we will have to sit down and look at our next APP and look at whether we can't really have a focus uh, on that because I, I fully understand where the Honorable Chair comes from. Um, and, and we appreciate that input, Chair. I think last but not least uh, from me, Chair, I just want to indicate that um, uh, the questions, some of the questions that have been raised, I think we will be able to respond to them in writing and send to the portfolio committee chair. And I must apologize uh, for the interrupted 
a way of my uh, uh, intervention as well as participation to your meeting, Honorable uh, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, members, those are the responses. We will then get a return ones and would appreciate if you will, you can do that so that when we when we uh, when we resume our, our 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 duties and responsibilities next year, we will be we will get those because we you you are dealing uh, you are one of the institutions that will I think uh, personally will will really assist us in this in this. Uh, in this struggle uh, of, 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 of transformation because it is quite a, a very challenging uh, a struggle and which we will have to wage without being apologetic and, uh, and, 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 and fear of any contradiction. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, we will, we will, we will see you. Maybe again next year when we will call you. Uh, uh, if if then there is a need. But feel free, as you have done, and and uh, and and I think we will cause your presence empowered. And uh, don't please don't look and Miss Chamena, uh, so that we are then going to deal with our own committee matters. Thank you very much. You are released. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair, Honorable Members, colleagues. Thanks. Bye. 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 I think they are, they are out now, Honorable Members. We then uh, remember that last week we were dealing with set of minutes, and uh, Mr. Sakaza did uh, say that uh, we will we'll have other minutes with them before we come to the meeting. Honor, uh, Mr. Sakaza, can you please? Yes, uh, the minutes of the Friday, 26th November, are on screen now, Chair. Can you see? Yes, I can see them. Okay, take us through. Those were the uh, attendees to the meeting. Okay. Page two. Thank you. Uh, those are the minutes of the 26th of November.
Can you get a formal mover? Can you get a formal mover, honorable members? Yes. Good morning, um, good morning honorable chair, honorable members. I, uh, honorable Spong Lezuma, I formally move um, the minutes uh, of the 26th uh, November 2021. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Zuma. Can we get a, a seconder? Yes, sir. Yes, Honorable Nonsele. Honorable Nonsele, uh, I formally second uh, the motion moved by Honorable Spongele uh, Zuma for the adoption of the minutes. As Thank, uh, you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Members. Uh, Mr. Sakaza. Yes, Chair. The draft minutes of Wednesday, 1 December, are on screen, Chair. Yes, take us through. That's page one, which is attendees. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, I remember those are the min- minutes of our meeting where we are we're adopting the sets of minutes as, as it is presented to us. Can we get a, a formal a mover? Chairperson, Chairperson, I have a for the minutes to be accepted and adopted. Thank you, Honorable Volmanas. Uh, can we get a seconder? Can we get Honorable a seconder? Honorable Nonsele. I'm not formally second the motion moved by Honorable uh, Volmarans for the adoption of the minutes dated 1st December 2021. So I move, Chair. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Members. Uh, this, the, the, the other issue, Honorable Members, before we attend that, I thought that it would be important that I reflect on it is that. Uh, will remember the, 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 the unfortunate situation of our first sitting, of our first sitting of the of the portfolio committee where where the report on PRRR was was circulated less than 24 hours before the day of the meeting. And then there was a a, a motion that uh, the chair must look into that and come and report to the to the committee which that the chair did, I called a meeting of the committee section with the manager and reflected on, 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 on that challenge. And, 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 and uh, well, the, the committee section to its secretary 
uh, apologized uh, of the of the misunderstanding and the chair put across to the meeting of the staff that uh, that is not going to happen again it is not going to happen again if then it happens they they know what are then the consequences of 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 that so that that is that is number one number two the the the, the issue about code link members must remember that uh, that bill was tabled the, the amendments were tabled in the in the house and the house uh, adopted that and it was then said it was then uh, now it's in the what is this in the in the council of national council of 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 provinces if then there is any stakeholder that may have a problem on what an entity or the department is is doing what will then be a correct thing to do it is then because the ncop will also have its own process of calling for public hearings either written or oral but for us now we are we, we, it, it won't be it won't be correct for us to indulge on that except to allow that process it will then when it comes back to us because when it comes back to us ncop will then reflect on what they think if i can quote unquote an anomaly or a a challenge or whatever by ever whether by ourselves or by the department or something that has been raised by a stakeholder then it will then come back then we'll then have a second a second bite on how then we will we will then look into that i thought that it is a, it, it 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 will then be important for 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 the chair to reflect on that so that we have that understanding because the act has not been yet the, the, the amendments have not yet been enacted by the president they are still in the process but they are in the ncop as we speak so we will we will wait for that for that process and uh, we'll advise the the stakeholder that has raised some comments or concerns to then look into that i think the committee section will then have to assist they will have to look monitor that so that when then that that process of public hearings is then advertised by the the, the ncop then they are able again because there's nothing wrong nothing preventing them for for from ra- for raising that in 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 those processes of the ncop i thought it's important that uh, i raise that yeah, to to members having said that this is our last meeting for the year thank you chair honorable nonsele thank thank you chair sorry for for the disruption Chair, I thought that it would be appropriate for us as a meeting to 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 welcome your report, particularly on the first item, 
that we have committed uh, to ex- to act ex- uh, speedily on the matter, and that uh, uh, therefore now that you have reported, uh, we move. I move formally that the meeting accept uh, your your report, uh, and that uh, the matter is now should be considered now as being closed. Uh, thank you, sir. Honorable uh, Nontele, thank you. Any person who is seconding? Any member? No, I, I, I have a second that uh, Meta, uh, Comrade Chair. Thank you, Honorable Volmanas. Uh, 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 and, 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 and uh, honorable members, we 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 will then be in the in the in the next year. There are issues that I think, as the in particular, as the as the office of the chair and the committee and the committee section, will then just have a a a glance of some of the challenging issues, the the, the issues that uh, matters that we have recommended. Uh, uh, to the to the department in terms of all our our reports, BRRR, our oversight visit, and whatever. But we must we must again uh, praise ourselves that we will then have again quite a a heavy and a challenging year. And uh, I think what we will do. Uh, and I hope the, the, the PLO is still in the meeting. I think what you will do first, and this must be this must be noted by the committee section and, and members that what we will really do first so that we deal with this thing because there's quite a, a lot, I don't want to say a confusion, should I say a confusion or a misunderstanding of really what then is the mandate, this added mandate of the department and therefore as as the chair i think it would be very important mr wababa that you you will have to to take this to the attention of the of the of the ministry that this issue of employment what is it entailed really what is in this mandate because the the the, the view outside there is that uh, this department has got a, a responsibility to create employment, and personally, as as an activist and 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 and, and as 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 a member of the African National Congress, deployed to chair this committee, that that would not be my understanding. My understanding, until we are told otherwise, I'm told otherwise that its responsibility is to create a conducive environment, because. I can imagine if then that uh, that uh, that 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 is expected from the employment and labor, and therefore, Mr. Wababa, it will be very important, important, precise, important now more than before, because the high rate of un- of, of unemployment is alarming, and the expectations in the country by its citizenry is that there is a department. That is to ensure that there is employment or that is to employ. So it, it, the, the minister must really come 
and take us through so that we've got that understanding. But uh, yeah, I thought I was then going to be to be physical and join those that are physical, but circumstances beyond my control. But uh, let's take care, enjoy our festive season, take care, service our constituencies, and uh, yeah, until we meet again. Those that have not vaccinated yet must do that and encourage their families to go and vaccinate. Thank you very much, honorable members, and thanking you for, for being tolerant of me. And, uh, and, I, and, and, and I also thank you for the leadership that you have also provided to the office of the chairperson. Thank you very much. Until we meet again. Thank you, Madam Chair. Have a wonderful Christmas and a safe time. Drive carefully. You are still owing me. I do owe you. It's it's becoming bigger and bigger, the owing. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah, good. Enjoy. Good good luck and happy Christmas to everyone. And everyone must take care of him or myself. Thank you very much. On the 15th, on the 15th, it's my birthday. On my 15th, uh, Mr. Pegram, on the 15th of December is my birthday. I will need that parcel from from the postman that you owe me on the 15th. It's the birthday of MK as well. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. Thanks, Bye. Good right. days, guys. Take care. I will. We will. record